you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you. And Robin's son is racing. And welcome everyone to Locked On iRacing, episode number 10. We are in double figures. How? Hey, I didn't realise, how good is that? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, We're still going. It's something. <laughs> it is something. I'm Peter Wilco Wilkinson, and I'm here with Braden. Braden Martin, how you going, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Been very, very busy, but that's life. Can't complain too much. That is life. You got don't worry. You got holidays in a couple of weeks anyway. You'll be right. Oh, I need them. Not 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 uh, <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> no, never soon enough. I'm technically not on holidays right now, but I feel like I am. I'm having a break from life at the moment. So, uh, we we've got a few people helping us out with the podcast tonight. So and yeah, we'll see how we go. But we are back for another episode and i'll quickly shout out some things that i do need to shout out so locked on lads.com is the place to find all our podcasts uh locked on lads.com slash discord is the place to jump in our discord and thank you to everyone who is still doing that uh we want to charge to try and get a community or partner status which we need to get to 500 we're not near that at the moment but we are shrugging along pretty well so thank you to everyone who is jumping in there Showing us their meat as the, as you would uh, and things like that. So uh, really, really good stuff. Check out the other podcast we do mainly, which is Locked On, um, Lads, The Man Cave. And also I've got another one that I'm very, very, very close to bringing back up, especially with the amount of spare time I've got at the moment. So look out for Nothing But Rambling Season 2, finally getting back on board fairly soon. Uh, but other than that, if you haven't listened to, haven't subscribed or reviewed or rated this podcast yet, go give us those five stars if you can. Uh, give us a written review would be awesome as well, especially over there on iTunes. Helps us get on the charts and things like that. It gets easier for other people to find us. Uh, and subscribing obviously helps with that as well. Uh, and also this afternoon I confirmed and, and we, we got to a new deal for Ultimate Dirt TV and we are going for next season as well. So two weeks left on that and then another 13 weeks so we are supporting them for another 15 weeks so look out uh for them and go check them out on facebook ultimate dirt tv races almost all day and all night just about so if you're a dirt racing fan a you want to listen to this podcast because we have brady baldwin on and b go check that out as well so they're the main plugs uh i have mentioned we have got a pre-recorded interview that we'll be going to fairly soon but before that what have you been up to brayden what have you been racing not a lot <laughs> not a lot unfortunately this week so uh i had a really busy weekend um had uh had a mate down from your neck of the woods up in uh well down from uh sunny old queensland yep. and yeah had a wedding sort of thing on Friday night and then out to dinner um, again on Saturday night. So I actually haven't done a lot, but um, what I have done is I did a race at Hockenheim Ring in the in the Skip Barber. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to do really much practice well, or any practice because we raced there <laughs> just the week before. Um, but I actually got a bloody win. Well done. Can you believe How it? that? So... Mr. 75% win rate. Oh, no, that's someone else we were looking at before. Sorry, <laughs> Yeah, um, no, actually, first win of 2021 on a road course. So that was, it was kind of nice. It was a bit hollow. I had a really um, good race. Hold on, with... do you have a win on a non-road course in 2021? 
Yeah, I think I want a dirt race. I think a dirt oval race, and a street stock well or done. something at some point. I'll confirm that. I'll okay. confirm that. I'll have to have a look. Um, but yeah, it was actually a pretty interesting race. Um, I qualified pole, so and I did it with only getting my first lap in. So I actually didn't manage my second lap. I off tracked oh, wow. and still managed to sit on pole, which was kind of cool. Um, and I said to a couple of people, I actually yeah, felt. This was- like I had decent Fifth pace at Hockenheim six, Ring. Six split or what? It was top split. It was a low. Well it was a low top split. It was only about uh, eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred strength of field. Oh, so, a little baby one. Yeah, it definitely wasn't yeah. right up there. But I'll take take what I can get. I don't uh, wins a win, mate. Get a lot of those. So yeah, had a good race. Um, basically broke. There was I can't remember who it was, but there was a guy in there who really wanted to battle early. Um, and I managed to sort of drop him and get just outside the draft, and he started battling with the next three or four sort of people um, for a little bit, and I thought, great, I'm going to get away. Um, Sean Doyle uh, from Aussie Car was in there with us. Um, He was sort of fighting with him as well, trying to get past, and I got to Sean, or Sean got up to me, and we are hoping we were going to sort of break away, and then things settled down, and they started to catch us with the draft. Um, And then... Um, we basically broke away as, as a three. The guy still wanted to fight, which kept slowing us down, unfortunately. And, and it wasn't even like fighting, fighting, but you know, I would lift off and let him pass and try and give him the space to get back onto the racing line to be able to, you know, carry speed through the turn and not hold us up. And he would stay the defensive line, which meant you know I was catching him on the apex, having to lift off and getting slowed down. It was just a bit of a shambles. Um, eventually, we caught up to some lap traffic who, instead of letting us through, um, basically held the, the racing line. So I tried to go up the inside at the hairpin and had a bit of a lock-up and actually tapped his wheel, which sort of sent him off a little bit. Um, and then when he rejoined, he just rejoined straight onto the middle of the racing line clattered the guy in second place and flipped him about 375 times uh sean was caught kind of caught up in that not enough to to completely ruin his race but enough where um i managed to get sort of eight nine seconds up the road um and sort of had the last three laps to myself and but had an aussie car one too so i I finished first and sean finished second which was kind of cool very well done indeed um so popped the champagne and sprayed it all around the lit no not quite Ah, <laughs> uh, it's good. At least you got a win, mate. That's it's well better than I've been doing. So, very well done. Um, but I actually did a race this week. I can talk about so technically since the last podcast. So on Thursday was Speedway night for Aussie cars, which we'll talk about later. And I've spent a fair chunk of time because obviously the endurance races are the ones that I've I've always been pretty bad at at Aussie car, even though I've won. Like they're the ones I've got the best chance at. And strategy comes into it a little bit, and that's what I've been working on pretty heavy for the last couple of weeks. But this week with Speedway, yeah, I knew how to do the fast line. I knew how to do all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to get practice in traffic. So I decided to jump into an IndyCar track uh, race around uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, on the Thursday morning. And thought oh yeah 126 laps that won't take too long they're only you know 26 seconds a lap or something like that or whatever it was um and hour and 20 minutes later we finished um so 330 uh, odd cautions or yeah there was a there was a few it was only 13 cars in the race uh it was a mid 
sort of it was just after america was starting to go to sleep and just before the aussies were really getting home so it was a it, it was an interesting one strength of field was 1774 but uh it was only the 13 cars on there i'm like just don't cause the caution just just i'm here for safety rating here for safety rating because that's the other thing i'm I was at 2.9 on my oval on B and I wanted to get to A so I can do the next gens. And um, I thought, oh yeah, I just got to do the four MPR and get myself above three and we're good to go. And I'm like, just safety rating, safety rating, safety rating. I definitely wasn't on the pace. And I knew that. And I went out there and I was battling with a guy and then I sort of just got a little bit off onto the apron, which then unsettled the car and spat me out across the grass. But when I came back on, I held it. I come back on the track, but just before I come on, I just clipped the inside of the green um, witch's hat for the pit stop, which gave me technically I was speeding in pit lane. So uh... I came back out on the track, come back on, and I'm like, well, I've got to serve this penalty. And the only thing I didn't do, because I don't, pit under green in officials because there's no need to i didn't practice my pit entry on green so i sort of got down on the apron and because the, the, the guys were coming up behind me to lap me and they're like just keep low keep low and i'm like i've got i got a pit so i went down the apron and wrong move because i at speed lost traction and and, and spun out yep. went just behind first place almost took him out but luckily there's a gap to second place so i didn't hit anyone didn't hit the wall, was facing the wrong direction and just slammed the toe button down as quick as I could and got off. Uh, so it took a two-minute toe on a 25-second, oh. 20, 30-second lap, whatever it was, um, to the pits, which hurt, um, but then got into pits, caused the yellow, which also hurt, had people abusing me, uh, telling me I'm an idiot, which I was, <laughs> um, and then came out of pit lane but still had the black flag on me because I was towed in. So I had to get back into the pits and serve the penalty. I came back in and it didn't serve it because I I don't know why. I stopped and I didn't do anything to tyres or fuel and I went off and it didn't count. So I said, you've got to come back in again. Oh, no, that's what it was. I hit the start. No, because then I came in the next time and I came in too hot. Um, because we were green lap, green racing by then. So I, I, I learnt this time came in, but it was a, such a narrow exit and came in too hot. I had like a three minute penalty or something or other, or ah. maybe it was a, maybe it was 120 seconds or something. It was significant for, for speeding in pit lane. So after all that, I found myself 11 laps down, um, still with the car that was straight and got back out, um, Got the call from Jim or someone that says you've been disqualified as I'm coming into the pit lane. And I'm like, fuck, no, this is no good. Got the black black flag got cleared in that stop and came out. There was no black flag and there was no disqualification on my screen. So I'm like, okay, I'm 15 minutes into this race. We've got like 100 laps to go and I'm technically disqualified. Do I keep going and then find out that I'm not or find out that I am? So I kept going. Um, there was, I can't find out how many cautions there was, but I reckon there was about six, uh, in, in the thing, uh, ended up only 11 laps down considering I was 11 lap down at, at that point because of basically pit lane infringements, um, (laughs) and one silly mistake trying to fix that. Um, 
and oh that's that was the other thing too i like killed a guy because i said over the microphone i said um whoever his name was coming up behind me i said uh go high i'll stay low and i'm because i'm gonna pit because i deserve the penalty so i'm slowing down on the line of the low line and he's come right up behind me and all of a sudden he's not going high he's staying low and going straight through me so I've had to jump out of the way. He's then jumped out of the way, got on the apron and spun as well. Didn't cause the yellow flag, but I oh know he might have actually got, caused the yellow flag. It was just a whole mess that first probably 20 minutes of that race. Um, however, the rest of it was really good. Kept pace with everyone, didn't go a further lap down, just sort of kept kept pacing. Kept on finding myself at the front of the field when the green flag would, was about to go, so I'd have to pop into the pits and do a do my pits on two laps to go so that I would put myself at the back of the field again because I didn't want to be at the front and have and cause another wreck or anything like that. But racing ovals was good fun. So even though 11 laps down, got like some stupid 0.75, uh, <laughs> 0.74 for my safety rating. Nice. So it got me up to 3.64. Uh, lost 12 I rating though, unfortunately. So like I only had to get a few more spots and I would have been uh, officially ninth in that race out of 13. Would have got you know, could have got easy, realistically sixth or seventh if I hadn't have made that early stuff up. Um, and I guess, the, and then I, oh, you go, yeah, uh, you go. Oh, mine was about something else. I was, so, I was gonna, I was gonna move on to. I tried to take the NASCAR truck series cars around Watkins Glen for a bit of a practice run. Yep. Um, because that's what they were racing on Anne's car on Monday night, and I had a had a feeling I might have had a chance of jumping in there, but. Being Watson, Watkins Glen, being a truck, and I, I kept on spinning it. I, I got an okay lap time in, but wasn't consistent, and then just didn't have any time. And things happened in my personal life that I couldn't couldn't do it. So pulled out of that idea, and glad I did because after seeing the results, I'm just <laughs> um, I didn't want to do that again. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. So what were you going to say? I was just going to say the only other notable thing I suppose was obviously Monaco. So we can quickly <laughs> touch on that. It's uh. I didn't watch it, so you go for it. Well, it's it's funny because when I was growing up, I was always like Formula One, Monaco. Oh, how cool! Like, look at all the boats. Like, oh, the cars going through there. And now that I've sort of fell back in in love with motor racing, and I've gone to watch it, I was like, why do they even hold a Formula One race there? Why do they hold any race there? <laughs> it is so boring to watch a race around there. It's it's just crazy. Like, yeah. I, I understand the the prestige and and the toughness of the track but these drivers are so skilled it's just it's basically a qualifying race you qualify and you finish where you finish uh win the qualifying so it 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 was it was boring i fell asleep halfway through the race and woke up with about eight laps to go which was perfect timing um so i'll probably get a lot of hate for 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 whinging about monaco (laughs) but i just in terms of a race, just painful to sit there and watch. In terms of a spectacle and um, that kind of thing, yeah, sure, it, it's cool. But yeah, in, ter- in terms of watching the racing, I was just bored out of my brains. But having said that, I do spend half the podcast normally whinging about Hamilton winning everything. So seeing him <laughs> come in in seventh spot was kind of nice. And um, to have a new championship leader with Max Verstappen actually uh, leading the... Formula One World Championship for the first time in his career. That's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Now, that's what I've got to mention too. I've been 
fascinated by the circus that is the Indy 500. Now, I thought oh. it was going to be on about two weeks ago. So I, it's still going. This, this blows my mind as well because this is the first year I've taken any interest in, in IndyCar, obviously, with yeah. Scotty going over there. Not that I was a big Scotty fan um, with me preferring Holden over Ford, but obviously uh, any sort of Aussie, New Zealander, sort of we will try and claim as an Aussie uh, seeing him go over there is, is kind of cool. And yeah, I, it blew my mind, the fact that I saw him post up, yep, Indy qualifying this uh, weekend, you know, getting ready. And I was like, oh, brilliant, Sunday. Like, I'll be exhausted. I might be able Let's to go. sit down and watch the race. And the race is not for another week. Like, it's not till this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, well, that, like, I woke up this morning. I thought qualifying was all done. And then, so he's qualified 7-8. Yeah. So if you're going to get any kind of omen out of it, there you go. <laughs> he's qualified 7-8. Uh, Dixon with, is with Pole, I, I believe, my understanding. Um, now, woke up this morning and it's, oh, yeah, Will Power finally gets into the Indy 500. <laughs> like, fuck, he wasn't even in this race. <laughs> he, had, he missed out on the qualifying. Like, he didn't wasn't fast enough and now he had to go through some kind of final <laughs> last chance qualifying. And then I find out Simona D. Sylvester... Oh, I can't even pronounce it. I could never do it when she was a V8 driver either, but... um. Simone is in there as well. She was the last person on the grid it's, to qualify for the race. It's like I'm watching a Speedway night that's held over two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy. It's so I wonder who's going to get it through is, the B look, main and make it into the main race. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Because there's a top nine, there's a fast nine, and then there's... I, I was reading about the actual qualifying process about, oh, you you can have a fast time and it's your, your average speed for your four, quick, four laps um, and you can... You can go the, the traffic or the fast lane. If you go the fast lane, you, you forget everything that you've done before. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't count anymore. And I'm just and like, then oh my God. You can attempt to go out and do another lap. But if you don't better your lap, you, your new lap is your lap. So you get rid of your old yeah. time and your new worst time <laughs> is actually your time. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. So much. So much. In it. And the the fact that this final chance qualifying was, was crazy because Simona had, had got in... And then last year's um, podium finisher, who's uh, Karama, I think it was, mm. um, Karama or Kimball was were both there um, trying to, and they had Simona wouldn't get out of the car because technically she could have gone out and finished and done one more lot of four laps, and he couldn't quite do it, and his first lap was too slow, and Will qualified while hitting the wall during part of. <laughs> His final... Oh, it's just nuts. I love it. Uh, the, the more I get into the circus, the more I enjoy it. So bring on this weekend, finally. But let, let's... We've just done a 20-minute intro <laughs> on it, and we've got a massive massive interview line already happening, and, um, yeah, it's going to be a long night. Sorry, everyone. Buckle up. Let's go. Let's get into Brady Baldwin from the ODSE uh, Dirt Series, so Oceanic Dirt Sim Events. We've had him on for about an hour and 10 minutes talking about... All kinds of cool stuff, real-life speedways, a real-life accident that was very close to um, making him never be able to walk again. So there's some really good stuff in this interview. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll catch you on the other side of that. And welcome, Brady Baldwin. I got it right for the first time tonight. I will get that wrong later on tonight, but welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you going? Good, guys. How are you? Oh. Excellent. We're back on a on a blood moon, recording live during a blood moon on Wednesday. It, 
It doesn't get any better than this, mate. I don't want to know how you know that it's a blood moon, but <laughs> I'm not a uh, astrology uh, guru over here. Oh, it's been all over Facebook. That's the only reason I know. Uh, <laughs> there is there is an eclipse happening as we speak, pretty much the whole time we're doing the podcast. So something will go wrong. Uh, if if you're a gamer, you know that everything resets as of now. So <laughs> we're all, all fresh tomorrow, all new baddies to, to face. Uh, anyway, Brady, welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you tonight? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, uh, guys. Um, thanks for having me on. Been um, keen to get on here, so yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, we booked you about two months ago, and we <laughs> finally finally got around to it. You'd think we'd be more prepared than we are tonight, but uh, thank you for joining us. Now, we obviously got you on, and ODSE was going really well, and we were talking, going to talk to you all about the dirt cars and how good the dirt cars are going, but obviously things have changed. But we'll get onto that in a moment. I want you to tell the listeners a bit about Brady to start with. Um, gee whiz, I don't know if anyone wants to know about me, but um, yes, they do. <laughs> I'm a qualified mechanic by trade, um, so I've sort of been around cars my whole life. Um, I was a speedway racer in real life, um, raced junior sedans when I was uh 13 years old, I think. Raced that for about four years, um, built a wingless sprint car, um, raced that for oh, 10 times probably. And then uh, last January, I was racing at Archerfield Speedway and had a pretty big accident and done a good number on myself, broke my neck, broke my back, um, done all the good stuff, and now I'm just, um, uh, what do you call this, just uh, wrench wrench on the sprint cars now. <laughs> wow. You have a story, and you have a massive story to tell, and I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, um, that, that's, just a, that's just a little bit of it, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is what I've been told. So, um, uh, behind the scenes, Matty Joy, who uh, does a little bit of stuff behind the scenes for us, runs the Dirt League at the moment. He's been banging on about getting Brady on this podcast from day one, <laughs> even before we started talking about it. So, I'm glad we did finally get you on. He's telling me all the backstory about all the stuff, all the stuff that's happened to you. But let's quickly go into the Speedway career. You built your own winged, was it winged or wingless? Did I hear? wingless sprint cars so um in australia they're pretty much a sprint car without the wing and we run a v6 commodore engine like a vn Hmm. commodore so pretty early but um yeah so it was it was pretty much an affordable way to go sprint car racing essentially even though um me and my dad sort of went a bit overboard with it and (laughs) um but we had a really nice car and unfortunately yeah the turn one wall at archfield um yeah seen the last of it so where are you at in recovery from said accident? Um, I'm pretty much fully recovered now. I'm pretty much back to work full time. Um, just at the moment, it's just the daily sort of pain and niggles here and there. But um, yeah, I really can't complain too much because um, the doctors told me while I was in hospital that I was about uh, two millimeters away from uh, being paralyzed. So um, I really can't complain too much because it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Wow. Definitely, definitely could have been. Um, I don't even know where to start with that. So what went wrong? Um, I pretty much came into... Well, I was having a crap night anyway. Um, I had a misfire, I think, in the second heat race from memory. I can't really remember too much. Um, and then I was in the B main. It was a World Series Spring Cars night as well. So lots of people in the crowd and everything. And I came up to uh, turn one and just went to go around the outside of another car and 
Um, just misjudged it and didn't expect him to move up when he did and didn't expect him to turn in and break as early as he did. And I just jumped his right rear, um, flipped, and the worst part of it that did all the damage was I landed cage first on top of the concrete, um, which is pretty much what crushed me. So, um, yeah, other than that, the roll wasn't really that bad. It was just how it hit the concrete wall was the bit that did all the damage, I guess. One of those freak things that, yeah, and as you said, very, very close to being a lot worse. How how did you go getting out of, like, waking up and, and getting into recovery? Was it a slow process, or did you did you have the fight from the start? Um, well, I don't really remember too much of the night. I remember waking up in the car. Um, I think it was I was knocked out for about 10, 15 minutes, and the first thing I told my dad was, um, is the car stuffed? Um, that was, that's the only thing <laughs> true, I cared about. True racer. I, yeah, no, that's all I cared about. Um, Will she raise again? <laughs> and yeah, I really don't remember anything till the next day. Um, yes. Aussie in and out of um, you know pain relief and whatever I was on. Um, and about five minutes after my crash, it actually poured down rain, so um, it made the sort of extraction a lot harder for all the yeah. officials and everyone at Archfield. Um, and it took about an hour and a half, two hours, I think, because I had to cut the top half of the roll cage off and everything so um i don't remember any of it because obviously i was in and out but um yeah all those people all the officials and safety crew um yeah can't thank them enough can't thank them enough because yeah they um definitely probably saved my life with um how they handled it and everything like that so yeah and so how long had you been racing in real life for at that stage um i think my first race was about 2010 in junior sedans um yep. raced out for about three seasons done okay didn't really achieve anything but um then we built the wingless um took us a while to do that but we done about six races um and that's when i was living up in north queensland that's where i grew up um and then and i'm moving to brisbane and southeast queensland um, took some time off racing just to focus on the new job and everything like that. Um, and then got back into racing, I think middle of, what, 2019 it was. Done about another six races. And then, um, yeah, no more for me. <laughs> wow. So you never, ever will race anything ever again? Um, well, I mean, the doctors technically gave me clearance, but I told myself while I was in hospital and all I could do was stare at a ceiling for about two days straight because i couldn't move or anything um i told myself that i wouldn't get in a race car again because i didn't want to put myself or my family through that again so um, yeah. i'm happy enough to uh spin wrenches on sprint cars and stuff on the weekend so um yeah i think i'll just stick to that it's a lot safer no that's fair enough to do whereabouts in north queensland did you grow up uh mckay Oh, I just was there on the weekend. Well, technically, Ellie Beach. No, not last weekend. Ellie oh, so. is nice. Ellie is nice. Yes. I spent many a no, weekend up there. <laughs> I can imagine that's where I, all I wanted to be when I was living in Mackay was up at Ellie. So I completely understand that. Which part of, which part of Mackay? Um, Walkerston. Do you know that suburb? Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah that's where so, I grew up. Yeah. Uh, very big uh, heritage for driving cars fast up there. So, yes. Uh, yes. No wonder you, you wanted to race. Um, yeah, I, I loved it up there. It's just too far away from everything. So yeah, it but is. Well, that's why I, lo- I like it because it's nice and quiet. Like compared to like Brisbane's, just traffic, traffic, yeah. traffic, and it drives me insane. But there's so much to do here, and obviously racing. There's a lot more racing, um, so close to Brisbane, 
So um, yeah, it's definitely been worth the move. Uh, five years. And ago, when did you make? Was. was it five years? Okay. I think yeah, I've been at my job nearly five years, so it's been about five years since I moved down here. Yeah. Oh, there you go. You're only just down the road from me. I moved to Sunny Coast, but that was about 14 years ago. So oh, true. There you go. There you go. Very similar moves. Uh, so were you always into sim racing in the side, or was uh, that something you did after sort of not being able to race real life? Yeah, I've always um, been into it. Probably before iRacing, I used to race like R-Factor. I'm sure a lot of people yep. listening have probably done the R-Factor dirt stuff, because um, I thought that was so cool. Um when I was younger, and I think I got to race like Cole Larson and stuff on R Factor, like really cool. And then all my friends that raced, um, you know, Speedway in Brisbane when I first moved down had I racing and told me to get it. And you know, I was seeing it was so expensive, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it, and I don't have a computer good enough to do it. And then I finally bit the bullet and you know, bought a decent PC. And I, um, yeah, it was a great decision because, um, yeah, I racing certainly brought a lot of good times. Definitely. What was your first first cars you jumped into and started racing in there? Probably just the sprint car, I'd imagine. Um, I didn't really do. Yeah. yeah, didn't do too much like tarmac stuff to start with. Um, just got straight into the sprint car, and I wasn't yeah too flash hot then, and still not now. But um, you know, you have <laughs> fun with it. That. So that's the that's the main thing. As long as you have fun with it, um, yeah, that's the main thing. Did it take a while? I've seen your name up there in a few races. Yeah. <laughs> Did it take a while to adjust to the difference between real life and, and the sim? Honestly, no, not really. I think um, a lot of people that race in real life will say the sim does help you to a degree. Obviously, you don't get the feel and everything like that, but racing in amongst cars and stuff, um, I feel you do gain a bit. So I was using it whilst sort of getting back into the racing because I had three years off between... Um, when I moved from Mackay to Brisbane before I raced again, so I used the sim just as a bit of a sort of coaching tool. So um, a lot of things are similar. Um, a lot of things aren't, though. The dirt stuff is pretty um, inaccurate to um, <laughs> to a degree on the racing side. But, um, yeah, I can say, yeah, it did um, help me to a degree, that's for sure. What did your rig look like when you first started? Uh, I just had like a little desk um, with a G27 mounted on it and like a 24 inch monitor or something like that. So um, pretty pov pack, I'll say. Um, the only benefit we all start to... somewhere. Exactly right. Um, and then I think I got a, like a 32 inch monitor. That was a little bit better. And then obviously you know one benefit, the only benefit I'll say uh, to crashing your real car. And you sell sell all the parts from it. <laughs> is I got to buy a nice sim, so um, sort of replaces my real car, I guess. Definitely. How, what was it like saying goodbye to that car? Was it was it bittersweet, or was it because obviously you worked so hard, the effort you put into it, but you had such bad memories of it as well. Um, I honestly didn't go to the shed to look at the car for like good six months after the crash, just because. Yeah. I know I couldn't bear to do it. Um. But yeah, once I sort of done it the first time, it was fine. Um, it was sort of a bit um, eerie looking at like the top of the roll cage that was like cut off and like where it hit the concrete and all that. But um, you know, as you said, it was like disappointing to sell everything that you know me and my dad built up over years and years, and you know spend a lot of hard-earned money on. Um, but you know, it's all part of it, I guess. It's gonna it's gonna happen someday, whether I'm. You know, 55 or 25, you know, you got to sell yourself eventually. So, um, 
yeah, I guess it's just a little bit premature for me, but um, you know, it is what it is. You can't complain when um the outcome could have been so much worse. Oh yeah, definitely. Would you help someone build another one? Yeah, if someone asks me, yeah, hundred percent. Um, definitely. Um, happy to help. I got guys that you know I help in the sprint cars at the moment, and I know there's a few wingless guys that um, you know, message me and ask for help and stuff like that. So um, any tips and the guy that bought like our old race motor you know help him out a bit and stuff like that so yeah is it a bit of um heart in mouth sort of moment if you're at the speedway now if you when you're doing the helping out in the garage and you see a crash like is it sort of not not like a flashback but almost like a, oh gosh like, i hope this this is all right and it's a bit, a bit more real i suppose compared to a lot of other spectators who'd be hoping for the best for everyone but not having actually lived through something like that yeah i've um I've seen one of my good buddies, um, he had a pretty bad crash at Archfield as well in a sprint car, the opposite end of where I crashed, and I think he had a steering failure of some sort and went sort of head on into the wall, so, um, but I know, I know he knew he was okay because he jumped straight out, mm. um, but yeah, it is sort of worrying to see, you know, these big crashes, um, and even the last couple of weeks, I think there was a guy on the weekend I can't remember what the track. I think it was in Victoria, New South Wales. There was a guy that broke his neck as well in a wingless sprint car accident. Um, don't know the severity of it or anything like that. Um, but just know he had a pretty bad sort of spinal injury. So, you know, it's it's sad to see that stuff happen. Um, unfortunately, you know, we all know the dangers of motorsport. But, yeah, mm. it's never good to see that happen to anyone, let alone, you know, some of your buddies that um, may get involved in a crash as well. So... I don't follow much of the, the the speedway stuff in Australia. How's what's the scene like in Australia at the moment? Is it growing or is it just sort of sitting where it usually does? Um, well in Queensland it's been pretty good. Um a lot of, you know, young drivers up and coming, um and the competition up in like Archfield and Toowoomba is really good. Um, you sort of got the sort of five or six cars they'll probably win each night, um, that are really competitive but I think overall it is good. Um, obviously, this year we didn't get the World Series sprint cars because of you know the pandemic and whatnot. So yeah. I think that sort of hurt a lot of you know series and races to a degree because a lot of obviously if a lot of races own businesses because that's how they afford to you know race yeah. sprint cars and stuff like that. Included um, the team I work for, Salo Motorsport. Um, they've been they're based in Sydney and they usually come up and race in Queensland you know, every couple of weeks, and because obviously our borders were closed for so long, um, they haven't been able to race for um, over a year, so um, it has affected a lot more people, um, that's for sure, so yeah, but the competition is pretty good countrywide, so unfortunately I haven't seen that much racing in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. Yeah, definitely. What's the standard like of like the quality of racing out there? Uh, yeah, pretty good. It's a lot better than I racing, I'll tell you that. Um, I think, we'll get on to that I, later. Um, I think, obviously, because it's real life, you know, you can't be banging wheels and doing all that. Um, even in the wingless sprint ranks where I was right when I was racing, um, it was really good too. You know, you can race hard with guys and you can race wheel to wheel. And, you know, there's certain guys you may, you know, leave a little bit more room to because you're not sure what they're going to do. But, um, you know, 90% of the guys, you can, you know, race nice and hard, wheel to wheel, and you know there's not going to be any, um, you know, silly stuff happen or any contact. So, yeah. 
Well, I think that's a good lead. But let's let's move into your connection with ODSE, which, like I said, when when we booked this interview, is very different to what it is now. Now, Bob King has just left ODSE. Is that right? Yeah, that was um, a couple of weeks ago that happened. I, I think. And now I know, I'm getting my weeks confused as well. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that was two or three weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, and now you are the sole person in charge of ODSE. Is that how I yes. read it? Yes. Yes, that is right. How is that little transition gone? Well, we haven't done a race since that's <laughs> happened, so I can't really tell Hasn't you, to either. be honest. Um, obviously, that we'll get onto that um, whenever. But, yeah, it's just really... Um, I've been doing a lot of it behind the scenes myself and doing the race control stuff. I was fortunate enough to do a couple of races in the 360 series recently um, when Bob was doing some race control um so yeah not much is sort of different um you know bob was really good you know doing the sponsors doing you know the graphics because that's what he does and um organizing all that so it's a bit more of a and he had the relationship with sim speed t um esports network to begin with so obviously mm-hmm. you know all of that i'll have to take over but um yeah i'm sure once we get back going after our little break it uh, shouldn't be too much of an issue so quickly oceanic the sim events, I keep on getting it wrong. But yes. I've, I've searched it up so many times on Facebook. Yes, That's what that I right. see. Yep. And, and what series have you run in the past? What what people look um, forward to coming, hopefully coming back? So the 360 series we were just running was our first ever series we ran, um, which was about, oh, I think, this time last year, basically. Um, and then we ran a 410 series on the back of that, um, which we were planning to do um, shortly, but that will obviously be push back to whenever um what else have we done we uh we done a did you do modify at all? we did the big block modifieds at the start of the year yep um my memory is absolutely terrible that's what con- <laughs> eating concrete does to you it knocks you out and yeah. makes your brain all whizzy um i don't have an excuse <laughs> that. i was gonna yeah. say me mine's uh, just terrible <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we've done the big blocks for um yeah eight races or whatever that was pretty fun um we done a free uh 360 series the end of last year, which was on Tuesdays, just to, you know, um, fill in a night f- for people to race. Um, and probably the coolest thing we actually done last year was the Wheelman Challenge. So we had six rounds, six different cars. Um, so we ran, I think, a 410 wingless sprint. We ran a NASCAR truck, an Eldora. We ran a UMP Modified um a wing sprint car midget and a late model all in one series so um i think that was probably the most fun series that we've ran and i think honestly one of the most popular i think we got a really good reaction from that just because it's not the same car week in and week out it was something different each week and a new challenge and um yeah i thought that was really cool so hopefully we'll get to bring that back as well i do like series like that we are going pretty closely with uh into sim esports they're doing the switch up series which is a different car different track each week and i i originally found a league's uh sideways go-karting where they do the same thing as well and it's really fun but time consuming to learn different tracks and different driving styles each week but it's definitely popular out there which is really good to see now when did odse first start um i think our first event was December 2019, um, yeah, that's when we were founded, uh, about December 2019. I was running my own league by myself before that. Um, I called it Slider iRacing Events, and all I did was just a, a 360 series on Thursdays, and 
yeah, we had some pretty good numbers and some pretty good racing. Um, Bob had his own thing in BK events. So he ran the 14 Grand Slam um, every year, which we'd um, done under ODSE twice as well. Um, so, yeah, and then he messaged me and said, hey, you know, you want to team up and, you know, do some cool events. And he obviously had a broadcaster lined up, which I didn't. I was just running a, you know, sort of show up and run series. And, um, yeah, sort yeah. of went from there. Nice. So... I've got a question from Matthew Joy, uh, like I was mentioning before. What What's your thoughts on the state of the midgets at the moment? <laughs> oh, where do I start? Um, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're shocking. <laughs> they're absolutely shocking. Um, I've never driven a midget in real life, so I can't tell. But I read the forums and there's some USAC midget drivers on there that say they're absolutely nothing like what they are in real life. And I don't know. They... They weren't too bad before. I'd probably say that because I was they were the only car I could actually be properly fast in. I could compete in them. It was the only cars I actually got to race during the week because the only other series that was consistently running uh, week to week was ODSE, and I was usually doing race control. So usually all I could race on dirt was a midget. So, um, But yeah, since the update, yeah. I, re- I actually read today that they're... Um, bring out a new update for season three, and they're fixing all the problems it had. So, oh, can only can only hope. Um, but yeah, uh, watch this space <laughs> on that. That's it. Um, so let's get into ODSE where it is at the moment. So it's on hiatus. Yes. Do you want to talk us a little bit through what's happened to get it to that point? Um, yeah, the this series that we've been running the power series has been pretty good the racing in the a mains has been really good we've only had like yes. one or two cautions per a main um and like obviously little incidents here and there you know you can obviously you know Braden said he's done race control so he'll know you know about niggles and bumps and you know it happens but the, i think the overall racing hasn't been good um in the heat races people are desperate and throw Dumb moves, the C main, B main, same story. And it's been like that in every other dirt league that I've watched or been a part of. So I think it's just a whole community thing. Um, and then, so yeah, the lack of sort of respect between other drivers and people putting on the other events. Um, yeah, it sort of just led to a boiling point where I know uh, the Midget Super League, they run on Wednesday nights. They've been on hiatus since end of last year because of the exact same reason um afsr was the fix it up league they run on monday nights they've done the exact same thing about two months ago i believe um yeah. for the same reason yeah, you guys jumped in with stampede which also had the same fate unfortunately correct so we jumped in with uh tuesday yeah monday series sorry um just for you know something that people can do on a monday and wasn't that a horrible idea? Um, <laughs> well, it was amazing because it booked out 100 spots in like, what was it, 12 or 24 hours? Yeah, and like, it, oh, it got go. a really good response. And, then... and um, unfortunately, I just don't know what it was. Um, I don't know if, because people don't pay money to sort of race into it. They don't have any care or, I don't know. It's, it's a common problem across all Australian dirt leagues. I don't know what road's like. I'm only just starting to get into the road stuff. 
um, doing Scops and the Scops support series, and I've had no dramas whatsoever in that, so it must just be a dirt thing, I don't know, and we'll come up, we did done the Eldora round, which was, I think, round six, and, and um, yeah, sort of got to a couple of days before round seven, which was last week, um, well, it's supposed to be last week, and, um, yeah, I sort of just had enough, and canned it, basically, just needed a break, and um, we were going to take a break after this series, but, um, you know, some stuff was said from other people messaging me and all that during the week. I won't go into it because I don't want to, you know, yeah. um, belittle anyone. But, um, yeah, sort of just had enough and decided just to take a break and hopefully people sort of think, oh, we don't have anywhere to race. We you know, might take it half seriously now, which is what I hope. Whether it will happen, I don't know, but... It, we'll uh, we'll see in a few months' time or whenever that time comes. It is interesting because I I've definitely read a little bit just you know trolling through the Facebook pages and stuff, and also talking to Matthew uh, in the Discord who who's sort of seen like it's almost like the the dirt community it's almost like a real underground type not really out there thing you have to kind of go searching for the people and it it, it just seems very different. I've seen lots of people say that in Facebook posts and things as well, that there seems to be this real toxicity amongst the group as well. So like, hopefully that, that can change. And it's hard because I think it, it requires some really good leagues to be run and to see people, when I say leagues being run, the people that join the leagues um, being really conscious of the way they're driving and setting that standard and that sort of being the pedestal. And I think that's where the road racing sort of leagues have a few of those already where the people are taking it really seriously whether it's scops or you know kind of what ira's managed to develop in aussie car at the moment and there's sort of that blueprint whereas it seems like from what i've read um whether it's just recently or it's always been like that it's been really hard to get enough of the same people on the same page to really hold that driving standards high i suppose yeah i i do agree on some of those points um i think in every sort of series I've ran, five or six of them or whatever, it's sort of, and it's in the other leagues too, it's the same sort of group of people that cause the issues all the time. Mm. It's probably the same in the road too, don't get me wrong. Mm. Um, and there is a group of people that always just turn up, want to have fun and race. And I think also, I've talked about this with you know many people, and we've discussed like why has it gone downhill in the last year or so we don't know if it's COVID and more people are on the sim and mm. whatnot and i think people that are on the sim a lot more they may not have a job or iRacing racing's their job or whatever excuse they want to come up with are spending a lot more time on iRacing racing compared to the average joe who rocks up once or twice a week just to race you know what i mean there's uh, mm. such a big difference people yeah. taking it so seriously and the people that just want to jump on and have fun I think those two just clash too much, and I think that's where some of the problems start. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be right, but that's just my one of my opinions of it anyway. My my first look at it is I, I guess you guys have what four thirty for forty fifty people entering in a race where because you've got the heats and then the mm. C main B main feature. Um, where obviously road we're getting twenty or thirty people in a race and there's not there's not that fight you you're just all in there, um, I guess that could be part of where the respect comes into it as well and those cars aren't always fighting 
so closely with the with the faster guys up front and, and making potential errors because they are they do spread out so much from the start as well I guess it could be part and of and I it. guess the bigger the field as well obviously the skill disparity becomes bigger, bigger as well bigger the skill group yeah yes yes yeah. well yeah if you go from you know someone like Tim Ryan who's you know <laughs> won a world championship <laughs> um, you know in the sprint cars and on his, like top three easily in the sprint cars on the sim to someone yeah. who just you know rocks up once a week you know hasn't had eye racing that long you know that skills yeah as you said the disparity is huge and i think a lot of people that are probably well i won't say a lot of people some people that are sort of on the lower side of the spectrum see that tim ryan's and the server and whoever else is really good they want to try and you know take it to them and they may overdrive their abilities it it might be the same as you jump in a v8 server and you see bloody i don't know SVG. the altus cars or <laughs> you know all the top ttr cars or who are, i can't think of the names at the moment but um you know they see them and they want to try and outperform them if that makes sense um yeah. and as you said like in the in the dirt stuff obviously there's heat races and if you don't qualify well you've got to start further down in your heat and then if you don't make up enough mm. ground you're in the c main b main so that's where the desperate moves come in and um yeah stuff like that Especially so it's when it's it's hard to overtake in in and that's look yeah. that's a brilliance of sprint cars because you're always so close to one another and you've always got to make it's not just a simple i'm going to overtake this guy draft him down the outside and take him on the corner it's you've got to take the low line and then you've got to slide up to the top line and um and to come through the field is obviously when the, there's a but such a big skill gap is is where the problems are coming from i guess yeah, definitely, and obviously because on dirt the track changes all the time, so <laughs> you know, people could obviously, um, you know, misjudge your setup for a heat race, and you know, got an ill handling car, and you know, sometimes it's sort of not intentional that you might, you know, misjudge a slide job or something and get into someone because your car's a little bit loose or a little bit tired and stuff like that. Whereas sort of the road stuff, the track doesn't really change too much; just more your tires sort of go off and stuff like that and your fuel load drops down obviously you know iRacing doesn't have tyre wear for dirt at the moment which is one thing that I wish we had because it would probably change it up quite a bit obviously a lot of the cars now have a tyre model Um, the midget ones yeah terrible but um it might might work on the it might work on the sprint car it might not I don't know Um, hopefully it doesn't kill the sprint car because it's already killed the midget at the moment, whether yeah, the new geez. new build fixes it or not, um, yeah, hopefully they don't kill the sprint car with the new tire. Well, let's get on to some of the more positive stuff out of ODSE, yes. especially the 360 series. Yes, Tim Ryan, what a freak! <laughs> Outrageous. Yes. Um, take us, take the listeners through. I did a very bad job of explaining what happened to him, why he missed around, and why he came back, and why it was so special that he still won that race. What what happened in the background there? Um, he had a cycling accident he was i think he was on his phone he told me texan or doing something he had a pothole on the highway or something and fell off um broke his i don't know what he broke his shoulder or his elbow or something i don't know he'll probably be cursing at me because i don't remember but um yeah he broke something and he's pretty much um the one-armed bandit and um yeah he missed the williams grove race which is probably the best one to miss because williams grove is hard enough as it is let alone with one arm and then he yep. showed up at um, Lanier. I didn't think he'd show up, to be honest. He was in 
Discord, and I'm like, oh, you're racing tonight. He's like, yeah, I'll jump on, see how we go. And then, yeah, he just won. I'm like, oh, okay, well, obviously, it didn't affect you too much. And then... Um, the only thing that affected him was he qualified second. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. I, I know, I heard all about that, don't worry. Um, and then Eldora, I thought he'd be in trouble because Eldora, you know, you got to get up on the wall and it's pretty gnarly with the cushion. And he was pretty comfortable there too. So, obviously, whether he's two arms or one arm, he's still one of the best in the business. So, next time, you're going to have to have him uh, out with no arms. You have to drive with his feet or something. I need to take one leg off him too or something, I swear. <laughs> one arm, one I leg. Can't, I, can't, I can't talk too bad about him because he's helped me a lot since I got on iRacing. And um, when I was off work, for obviously I was off work for like 10 months after my accident. So we'd done a lot of racing, um, like doing American leagues and stuff like that together. And he helped, he's helped me and my team a lot. Um, so yeah, I can't talk too bad about him. Is is there a difference between the the way the races are held with the overseas leagues over in America? Um, I haven't done one for so long. I probably can't really remember. But yeah. um, from memory, I didn't really have too many troubles with any you know anyone or any leagues over there. Some of them are ran really good. Um, obviously, you probably got a bit more of like the world championship drivers in there, so you can sort of you know test yourself against some more high caliber drivers. I'm not saying the Australian guys aren't that but obviously we've only got probably i think three or four pro level drivers in australia whereas you know america has probably you know 20 of them so um it's a good way to test yourself and they race a lot more than what we do because there's late two or three leagues on a night every night mm. um so sort of the mid-tier guys in those leagues are probably equivalent to our top tier guys just because they you know get on so much so um yeah, I had a lot of fun racing, you know, few, the few leagues I did do. Um, and, yeah, had really good battles and made some friendships out of it too. Sweet. Uh, so back to ODSE for a quick second. What was some of the other highlights? There was the the uh, one race that went full green for the whole feature, which was uh, absolutely great to watch and proves that it, when you get the, the best of the guys driving together, that it is really entertaining and really safe. Uh, what were some of the other drivers as well that really stood out for you uh, that, that made an made a impression on you anyway for that race or that series? Um, for the recent series, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I'm trying to remember the rounds. Um, I know one event we did do not too long ago, which was really cool. We'd done a virtual Cricky Boys shootout. And um, the Cricky Boys shootout is obviously probably one of the biggest yeah. races in Australia in real life. Um, and Bob is associated with the Cricky family. Um, they essentially run the, you know, Cricky Sim team. Um, they're sponsored by him anyway. So um, he got all that planned, and we ran our virtual Cricky Boys shootout. Um, I think that was in February, I believe, or March. I can't really remember. But um, it was $1,000 to win the race. So um, I think it was one of the richest-paying Australian dirt races ever. Wow. Um, and, yeah, Tim Ryan and current world champion Alex Bergeron um, put on a really good race for that one. Um, behind them was a little bit scrappy, which sort of, I think, was the start of what has led on to this series. Um, but yeah. obviously, you know, it was sort of big money, so um, we decided probably not to do such a big money race again because it seems like every time the big money is on, um, the racing is worse. But Tim and <laughs> Alex put on a fantastic race. We had Benny Bishop and Matt Nolte in the comms box as well, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's probably the, one of the best events we've ever put on, um, just because we had the real life commentators 
um and you know such a big name for a race and the battle up front was yeah really cool as well i i like the idea too in the in the 360 series anyway the qualifying for the feature was about just about different every week the top 10 did everyone who came up with each of those different ways to qualify Oh, the dash and shootout and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I did that with my own series before I did ODSC. Um, and we actually done it last year's ODSC series, uh, the 360 series as well. So, like, a dash is like a normal, just a heads-up race, what you'd probably see in America in the World of Outlaws races. Um, the top eight shootout is obviously what we run in the World Series sprint cars here. Pole shuffles, you see mainly, like, midgets and stuff. And then I threw in a VH supercar style, just one car, one lap thing, just because mm-hmm. why not? Just <laughs> trying to come up with some, you know, something different. And I think the drivers like like doing that different type of stuff instead of just going, you know, from the B main straight to the A main. Um, get them a little bit of time on track, I guess. But um, yeah, it's just something different, I guess. And um, yeah, the drivers seem to like it. So if we um go back, we'll definitely do that. Or um, our last, I know in the big box series and the last year's 410 series we're doing random inverts in the a mains so um i know jay at sim speed had a little uh spinny wheel on the screen and um whatever it landed on you'd uh invert that top 15 for the feature so if you qualified pole for the feature you'd be starting 15th in the a main Mm -hmm. so um that certainly spice things up to um good and bad because sometimes you had the sort of slower guys up the front and the faster guys coming from the back um, so it did create some little bit of um, chaos, but overall it was actually really good racing using that format. So I think that's something uh, we'll revisit in the future. How long before the race did the drivers know? How or did they? Was it in between the B main A main? You just told them, and that's what was happening. Or did they have some kind of pre warning? Um, they knew going into the series that there will be random inverts for the A mains. Um, they didn't know what the invert was going to be until jay basically told me what it was uh yeah i was talking about uh for the sprint 360 series for when you had the different oh sorry um, um one, yeah, they, yeah they would they would know on the day of the race what was um what okay. was going to happen so they had a rough idea of sort of what was going on yeah so speaking of v8s i saw on i uh, racing down under or one of the one of the facebook pages today a v8 someone driving v8s around one of the dirt ovals i can't remember which one it was is that something you got planned in the future because it looked pretty fun um i wouldn't mind probably doing the nascar trucks again because i know we did the in the wheelman challenge we've done the trucks at eldora it was chaos but it was actually really fun <laughs> and i know the nascar trucks are going to knoxville this year in real life and i have yes. done some like just mucking around at knoxville and they're actually really fun and now that bristol's out with the dirt um that's something yeah we might do for like another wheelman challenge in the future um, the supercars, I, don't, I haven't actually tried the supercars on dirt yet, but um, haven't really hasn't really tickled my fans yet, to be honest. But I might have they're to hard, try it now. They're hard enough to drive on. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, 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 I struggle enough. I'm three <laughs> seconds off the pace of the scops, let alone doing it on dirt. So, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> well, at least you're only three seconds off the pace. You're you, you're doing really well then. Um, so I'm trying to talk Ira into doing a skippy race on a dirt oval as well now he's, he's done the tarmac last week which was really fun so you'll have to try a skippy on dirt and see how it goes and let me know yeah i think um hobo hobo has uh done a skippy on dirt race i think it might be on his channel 
You have to. I might have to have a look at that. I, I think he's done up. one. Um, I don't know how I went to be honest. I think I've just remember seeing him doing a Skippy race. I think it was at Linear, to be honest. I don't really remember. But yeah, it could be something okay. different. Very oh, different. Wait. Very different. But um, I'd I'd get on that for sure. Let's get on to Brady himself. Let's find out what you do on iRacing. So, what's your iRating itself at the moment for dirt? Oh, <laughs> um, no Sounds idea. like a come on. 5,000, 7,000, 8,000? Um, 3,741. There you go. I just had a look. Uh-huh. I, don't yeah, re- yeah. I don't really do officials too much because I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really find the um, need to do them, to be honest. So, I just do them if I'm bored, but I'd rather do leagues where tracks actually get slick because the official races for dirt just stay yeah. tacky and it's boring. It's just one lane. But I do probably do more road officials more than anything because it's actually good practice for me now that I'm turning into a, a road racer more so. <laughs> uh, so what leagues do you compete in? At the, oh, at the moment. Well, there's no dirt leagues at the moment. So I'm just trying <laughs> to find anything to run at the moment. Um, I signed up... Before it started, I signed up the Scops Support Series with the Porsches. I think it's the Flat Sixes yep. Series. So I signed up for mm-hmm. that. Um, we've done two rounds in that now. Um, first round, I think it was at Mo Sport. Um, went off the track twice, so that wasn't good. Had pace, but I just sucked. And then last race was the Road Atlanta round. And race one, we binned it again. So I went three for three in bidding it. And then we went last to about eighth in the second race, so that was um, that was pretty fun. And then I signed up to do the actual Scops V8 series as well. Um, and we done my first race was at Road Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. So yeah, I'm trying to find you know any GTs or even hit up yeah Ara at Aussie Car to do some skippies next season and yeah just do a bit of everything. I think um, the road racing community I think is a lot lot better and you know just I just want to get on and have a bit of fun so been having it so far so yeah hopefully trying to find some places to race hopefully it might help you bring some ideas across back to odse for when it returns so we can yeah obviously talk to talking to ira will help you out a bit because aussie car is probably one of the best leagues that i've seen going around that's that's not chaos at times so i think we all got a pretty good respect for each other but yeah hopefully you might see something in there um what what's your favorite car to drive at the moment? I've been doing a lot of laps in the supercar because I honestly need practice. I'm not three seconds off the pace. Um, for the do next, you like it? Um, it's challenging, but I do like it. Um, when you get it right, yeah. it's fun. Um, I like the Porsche as well. Obviously, they're the main, two main cars I've been doing in um, recently. Uh, and GT3, I, I don't mind GT3. I've done the Bathurst 12 hour, the official one at the start of the year. Um, yeah. and we we're leading our server and our split about six hours in, and then uh, unfortunately we had a crash, so um, didn't get to finish. But yeah, those cars are probably my favourite. Someone singing and not paying attention. <laughs> no, it was just me. I spun out literally at turn one and put it in the wall. No, because um, no. I done a triple stint on tyres and they were starting to get a bit worn oh. and just sort of lost grip and spun out. Um, we we did but, um. We did the 12 hours, our first ever GT3 race, I think, just about, and let alone our, our first enduro. Yeah. And um, 
Yeah, we spun before the first corner. I was in the car, unfortunately. <laughs> so we, we didn't even get across the finish line before someone spun us. Uh, but we got, what, we end up 15th, 13th, something like that? I think it was like 13th. Like 13th. We, got. we had a good chance at probably a top five at one stage before um, we got taken out by a guy 27 laps behind in the chase and then uh, had about 20, 30 minutes of repairs. Poor Dennis got hit by him and then about four hours later, the same guy who is now about 60 laps down hit us in the chase and gave us more time in the pits. So uh, <laughs> we had yeah, no, I even said to Dennis, I said, you pull over, just pull off the road, let him pass. And he didn't. And sure as enough, it happened. Anyway, um, enough about us. What, what's your GT3 of choice? Um, I don't even know what GT3 guys are. Oh, I'm gone really blank what did you do in Bathurst um, we do the Ferrari well me and my teammates were going to race the Beamer um, but then I uh, got drafted from another team because I had two teammates that weren't able to race um, so I joined oh, the Frog no. the Frog Leap racing team They picked, yeah. and we drove the Ferrari yeah. so I, I, I okay. like both of them um, don't mind the new Lambo as well um, I used to always race the Merc because it was always probably the most easiest car to drive, the most stable. But now it's yeah, probably the Beamer or the Lambo. I like they just, they sound good too, so can't really complain. You excited for the new Porsche coming up? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really, I haven't really, I haven't even purchased the other Porsche, the RSR. I think yep. it is. Um, if it's yep. yeah, I haven't even pe- driven that before, so I'll uh. I'll, I'll probably buy it just to drive it. I want to try the new, um, so, the next gen cup cars too. I haven't been meaning to buy them, but yes. I've, I've hardly touched the sim in the last week, to be honest. And it's actually been great having, be, having to be on the sim, um, worrying about league racing stuff. It's actually been good, bit of a break. But yeah, I, I um, definitely want to try out the next gen cup cars. They look really cool. Yeah, they definitely do. I've, I've heard someone saying that they go just as fast in reverse as well, and they actually proved it uh, with the draft. Yeah, around right. one of the super speedways, they they went in reverse and was was keeping up with everyone. Yeah, wow. right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how well that was steering, but he got, he definitely got some laps in. <laughs> um, so, are you planning any more endurance races coming up? Any of the big special events? Um, I did have my eye on the Watkins Glen special event. Whether I think it was a six hour at Watkins yeah. Glen. Um, yeah, I had my eye on that. I actually, I think it's in June or July, so I have to actually look that up. But mm. um. I was keen to do that because I do really like Watkins Glen. It's probably one of the tracks I've got the most laps on on racing for road. Um, so yeah, I definitely had my eye on that. And then I think there was a Knoxville National special event as well. Um, hopefully they haven't killed the sprint car yeah, by is. then. So might um, jump on and do that and the Chili Bowl as well. But obviously if it's held during the week, it's a bit hard obviously with work and stuff. But if it's on the weekend, I'll definitely um, try and hit it up and have a go. Excellent. What's your uh, dream car combo, uh, track combo that you like to race at? Is, is Eldora one of those ones that always sticks out for you that you got to go there? Um, no, honestly, I'm, I suck at Eldora. I literally suck at Eldora. Every time I race Eldora, I crash or get crashed out or I just suck. So um, Williams Grove is probably actually my most favourite track, to be honest. Um, I've probably had the best results there as well. So, um, yeah, Williams Grove... Um, on the sim, yeah, it's definitely probably my most favourite track because it's challenging and not everyone can get a re- be fast there. And I actually seem to be somehow. So um, yeah, that's probably my most favourite track on the sim. 
Is there a track you want to see added to the sim sometime soon? Um, well, I know I-55 for the dirt side's um, planning to come out. I don't know when. That's just going to be another little boring track. So <laughs> probably what, hopefully it will produce good racing, but um, with how everyone drives, probably not. Um, <laughs> wouldn't mind some like sort of road circuits to come out, to be honest. Maybe like a... Everyone's been talking about getting Monaco on the sim, but oh, I could God. not imagine an official race at Monaco. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to quit. I'd uninstall iRacing if I seen that. To be honest, because uh, I just couldn't imagine it. You, you don't want to send uh, it up uh, the inside at the uh, really tight hairpin. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want to try that. No, with people I don't trust in a real life car, it's bad enough. Let alone on the sim. Jesus. I reckon I would start in pit lane and let everyone do four or five laps. <laughs> and then probably head out and, and probably try and win the race from there. <laughs> You'd probably have you actually ha- would have good odds. Yeah. You would have good odds. I so, reckon you would. <laughs> someone would probably end up in the bloody marina, I reckon. If they tried hard <laughs> enough. They they would try. It, it'd be fun. It would be a fun track to like do laps on by yourself. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But in a race, it'd be absolutely shocking, I think. But um, yeah, yeah hopefully some well, of those next... European tracks and stuff. Obviously... You see on the straight in the forums, people want Australian tracks and all that, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen for a long time, just because logistically trying to get stuff over here to scan um, Australian stuff is really hard. So, um, would have been really cool to scan the scan the uh, Parramatta Speedway before it gets taken down, Ooh. whenever it does. Yeah, that would have been cool, um, just because of obviously the significance of that track in Australia. But um, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But maybe they do the New speedway that's getting built. I'm not sure. That'd be cool though to have an Australian speedway on there, but I don't think Irising would really care about Australian dirt consumers or customers over like their NASCAR customers. But that's just my opinion. Maybe anyway. the time to petition for something like that is now because I've heard rumours that they may be scanning stuff towards the end of the year in Australia for yeah, a right. certain road track. Hmm. I'm not a road track sort of, uh, yeah, like a tarmac track. So. Yeah, right. I know the. Yeah. I know. I think I said a Corsa has the bend rights. Is that correct? Yeah. So I think you can buy it for a set of Corsa, but it's like fifty bucks or something for oh, wow. the track. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't think IRS will get that unless they've done a thing. I don't know. See what Maybe. happens. I guess. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> uh, um, that's right. We'll find out. The Chicago was what I was going to say. Is they've got that lined up? I think for next one because it's got to be in by June or July for the iRacing Pro series. Uh, yes, yes, I, did, I didn't so. remember that. Yeah, the street circuit. Yeah, that should be pretty. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. That'll be the next Carnage track. <laughs> yes. To hit. Yeah, because I know I've done like two races at Long Beach, and there that's chaos enough. Again, fun track to hot lap, but um, in a race it's pretty uh chaotic. Not a fun track to see. Have you been thrown from the hairpin yet? <laughs> um, no, I've seen a lot of people get them um, flung up into <laughs> Narnia, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, Jason Fewens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't yet. Um, they must have fixed it before I uh, got to turn a lap there. I got flipped. I didn't get thrown into space like a few people, but I definitely came around the corner. I did a barrel roll and uh car was not not the best and that was in practice just before the race started <laughs> oh god so i had all kinds of nerves going into it but yeah <laughs> uh rest in peace jason fewens new commentator for aussie car he um he definitely got the worst aware of that uh what's your rig at the moment what do you race with um so i've got a racecraft uh rig um i don't remember the model number to be honest um 
but uh, John at Racecraft um, done it specially. Um, so yeah, it's an awesome rig. Obviously, big haul to come from Perth to Queensland, but um, definitely worth the time that we, you know, put in designing it um, and built. It's um, done in blue, the same blue as what my original race car color was. So oh, wow. definitely stands out. Um, I've using a 49 inch Samsung monitor um, for the obviously, you know, big view. It's really good. Um, I've got a a smaller monitor up top now um, just to use for, you know, um, when I'm doing race control stuff and telemetry and stuff. Um, yep. And then just run Fanatec Club Sport Base. Um, uh, Fanatec Pedals as well. Fanatec uh, Shifter. I've got a nice Recaro seat, so it's nice and comfortable. Um, and, yeah, it's really good to just, you know, come in and turn some laps. Really comfy rig and works well. So, besides reworking ODSE and bringing it back so we can watch some really spectacular dirt races, what else has the future got for Brady Baldwin? Um, at the moment, I'm just focusing on doing scops at the moment. That's my number one thing. Next big scops driver. Yeah, well, I don't know. Split two, bandit, <laughs> more so. Um, but yeah, I'm, I really enjoyed the first round that I did at Road Atlanta, even though I started literally dead last. Um, we passed, I think, 13 cars in the race, and I finished, yeah, 24th or 23rd in split two, which is really in the concept of things, not that good, but it was the most fun I've had um, on the sim in a long time. So I'm um, definitely keen to do some more rounds, and hopefully by the end of the season we're getting closer to the front of split two, and I was going to do it next year just as a challenge for myself, but um, obviously with the dirt league sort of dying off, got more time to um practice and do the races so um yeah at the moment i'm just going to do some you know v8 practice do some porsche practice and um yeah hopefully once this um midget build comes around hopefully they don't suck anymore and hopefully there's some midget racing around again and then possibly uh, another person to bump peter a bit further down the aussie carly ladder as well yes yes that'll be in a couple of weeks um <laughs> yeah i don't mind skip barbers to be honest i I've uh, done a lot of official races with my buddies in them, so I'm um, yeah, keen to jump back in one. And I've ran, actually, an Aussie Car League, I think it was last year, they ran a Supercar League or something, um, a Supercar Series, and I actually jumped in for one yeah. of the rounds, and it was actually really fun. So um, I know, yeah, Aussie Car puts on a good event, like you said before. So, um, yeah, keen to jump in the Aussie Cars, obviously, and um, in the Skip Barbers, sorry, and... Obviously, SimSpeed do a fantastic job on the broadcasting as well. So yeah. For so I don't know if I'm allowed to announce it or it's already been it's already been said, hasn't it? What <laughs> Formula V? I don't know what you're about to say. Formula so. V. <laughs> Formula V is coming, and I'm pretty sure yeah. it's on a. As he announced the night, yeah, I know when, I, I know the night. But it's, it was. Um, I think it said it was on a Wednesday night. Yeah, it was in the Discord. <laughs> Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, the Formula V is a new car that's coming out. Are you looking forward to that at all? Are you, have you seen much about the Formula V? I have seen them. I think I've driven them on like a set of course or one of those um, sim games. Um, they actually look like a bit of fun, really. So um, yeah. now that yeah, I don't have any dirt stuff on Wednesdays as well, I'll probably jump in those as well. And um, <laughs> they should be a little bit of fun. Obviously, they'll probably be pretty similar to a Skip Barber, you'd think. I don't know what the engine configuration is, whatnot, if it's more power or less power. slightly... Yeah. Lower. There's two models that I reckon it's on Tell us about. It's a 1.2 and a 1.6, I think. 
Yeah, so I'm yeah, assuming okay. they'd go to the one point six, but we'll find out in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, okay, hopefully. but yeah, they so. should they should be a bit of fun, and they don't have the wing like the skippies do, so they'll be probably more taily. So that's okay. I reckon they'll be fine. I don't usually use the wing on mine anyway. <laughs> it's usually gone by lap one, is it? <laughs> yeah, <that was laughs> it. front and back. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who's um, looking at starting out in the dirt space, where, what's the best car to be starting in? I know I'm not a massive dirt mobile person, so where, where's the sort of the the place for the beginners to start? Obviously, you've got your uh, the dirt. Uh, what are they? The dirt street stocks, but sort of progressing from there. The skip barber, probably. <laughs> yeah, skip barber on dirt. That's really good. Um, yeah, the street stocks probably obviously the first place to start. I think it's free as well, yep. from memory. Um, and there's obviously an official series. Um, if you're doing like the official side with the rookies, and um, you obviously got to start off there. And then sprint cars, the 305s are usually a good base point um, because they're obviously low powered and it's fixed it up in the officials, so you can learn sort of get up to speed with that because it's a lot faster than a street stock, obviously. Um, and learn that car control and stuff if you are you know first starting out and you haven't done you know dirt or anything. And then yeah, I reckon just probably progression the sprint cars really the 360s are really drivable and obviously once you get into this you know once the tracks get slick and stuff it's a whole different ball game um obviously with you driving and setups as well um but yeah i think the sprint cars are probably the easiest to drive because they're the cars that haven't really been updated by racing in two years and the physics are so out of date it's ridiculous so they're just pretty easy to drive to be honest that's what I want to hear. Easy to drive. <laughs> I've definitely look Matthew Joy as I've mentioned him for the fourth time tonight. I think uh, he's always trying to get me into dirt, and I've done a few, so I am probably going to try and get into it soon. He is doing a Monday night league under Locked On I Racing, so if you ever want to get that fix, just uh, hit him. Up. I'll hit me up, and I'll give you a link to the group. Yeah, I've I've That's seen that. Um, yeah, I've seen that. I've been sucked on um, GTEs on Mondays at the moment, so I haven't able to jump in yet but if there's a night that tickles my fancy i'm sure i'll jump yeah. in and have a go definitely he's going for the whole respectful racing try thing because we're not broadcasting we're not giving out any money for it it's yeah. just going to be a bit of a a fun thing so yes anyway if, sh- you, if was... you are interested anyone out there who's listening if you are interested let me know and i'll get you into that league no problems at all yes yeah, sweet uh, so, Braden, what have I missed? I haven't even followed the question list no, at all. Uh, sorry. No, that's all right. I think we've covered most things. Um, I guess, just, uh, is there a time frame for when you hope to start thinking about ODSC coming back? Or at the moment, it's really just a, let's just leave it, let everything calm down and, and see where we go from there? Yeah, honestly, we just, um, I say we, it's just me now, but, um, <laughs> yeah, we're just, I'm just going to wait it out and hopefully in a few months, um, Maybe like August, September um, might kick things off. It would have been good to do the 410 series during the real off off season, which starts in like two weeks. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to rush it and put time back into it when it um, could be a crapshoot again. So um, yeah, we'll just wait it out a little bit um, and just, yeah, might do some, you know, race nights here and there just to gauge what everything's like before we, you know, really kick off into it before we put our, um, you know, all the time and effort, you know, me, uh, Jay from SimSpeed all put in to, you know, make the events happen. Um, yeah, we don't want to waste our time, you know, getting everything ready for a big series or big event and um, everything's still the same again. So I think, yeah, a couple of months break will, I think, do me good 
and um, a lot of the races is good as well. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, like everyone needs a break. Like I've, I don't think you've. Everyone will probably notice I haven't done much to do with the podcast this week because I needed a mental break from everything as well. So that sort of gets you get back in, get the juices flowing again, and get back in um, the creative mood to get it all going again. Is something we all need. So look, uh, take your time. Everyone will be there when you get back for sure. What's your best moment in iRacing so far for you in your racing? That's what I missed. Uh, best moment? Gee whiz. Um, I know, we get the hard questions. I know. I, I, and with my terrible memory, it's hard to actually think about it. Um, <laughs> you just make it up then, because we won't know if it was true. <laughs> um, a time you beat Tim Ryan by a lap. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'll say it to stir Tim up. I'll send him the link so he listens in. I did an official race with Tim Ryan. I out-qualified him. And I joke that's my um, greatest achievement in iRacing ever because Tim's usually the qualifying guru and I out-qualified him. Um, but the three races I did in the last ODC series um, was actually pretty good. I think I uh, had two fourth-place finishes, um, yeah. which actually surprised me because I don't really get to run the sprint car often. The most times I get to run a sprint car is when I'm usually building, you know, helping build setups for my teammates. So um, don't really get to run them in leagues too much, and sort of surprise myself with that. Um, that's probably the best one actually. And then there was a race I did. Uh, it was I think it was like a month after my accident, so I was still in the full metal brace on my head. Um, I done it with Tim actually, and it was an American League, and I finished sixth behind five pro drivers so i still think that's like my best race because the level of competition um even though we didn't wow. win or anything the just the competition that was had and it was yeah a couple of weeks after my crash too so i still don't know how i did that but um yeah <laughs> well done that that is a really good uh could, i want to you just touched on something that i want to want to ask you a question about which is the setups for teams because we just went through the whole dirt series and we had me and him in the background doing all these setups work on setups how, how much effort do you put into setups for your teams in the dirt series uh quite a lot um obviously because the track changes so much you gotta i don't know what it's like with road racing i just download vrs setups and just you know send it to be honest um but yeah with the setups for the dirt stuff um obviously i don't know if you guys see it probably on the you know social um the facebook groups and whatnot with the setup shops um it's really exploded with the dirt stuff um because there's obviously so many new, you know, dirt drivers coming in and people don't want to spend the time, you know, building setups and, you know, you can just go online and buy a setup. And I yeah. I do that on the side as well. I do like a little setup thing, um, BB7 setups, and I just do it more so to, you know, help people out that are, you know, wanting to get a little bit faster. And, you know, a lot of people that do do it know nothing against them, obviously. They're... A lot of them do it for a living and make a buck, which is, you know, cool. You got, you do what you got to do, but, you know, I just, I do it more so just to help people out and make a few, you know, small dollars here and there just for my time. But, um, yeah, going back to it, yeah, the subs are huge. Um, you know, people put in so much time and effort. I do. I know me and my teammates do as well. We'll test, you know, a couple hours a week before an ODC race per se and, you know, dial in a qualifying setup and dial in, you know, a heat race setup for if it's a tacky track or a slick track. Um, and then, you know, work out, you know, the fuel burn and how much fuel you need. And, um, and 
you know, the crazy thing, like, in the team as well, I've got a certain driving style. You know, one teammate has a certain driving style, so it's really hard. We, um, luckily, you've got, you know, a good bunch of guys, you know, that I'm with, and we bounce ideas off each other, so it makes it a little bit easier. But, um, yeah, there is a lot of time going into um, the dirt setups, obviously, because uh, how different, you know, the tracks can change. Obviously, yeah, as I don't know how much time the road guys put into their setups, obviously, because it's pretty much just, you know, colder weather or hot weather, to be honest. That's all I see it as anyway, but... um. Yeah, a lot of time does go into it, that's for sure. Do you have a driver in any of your teams that just burns fuel more than everyone else? Uh, no, not really. Usually, um, oh. there's not much difference, honestly, in the dirt with um, fuel burn. Um, just depends if you run... It's down at the pedal most of the time anyway. <laughs> if, you, but... if you run the bottom or the... Like on a sleek track, if you run the bottom and the top, usually um, the fuel burn's quite different. But um, we, I usually... Um, compensate and have a little bit extra fuel just in case. Um, I know one. Yeah. I know one race. I told my teammates, "Oh, run this amount of fuel," and they all had, you know, they all ran out going across the line. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I told them that I was cl- it was going to be tired, and it was. But um, at least they made it. <laughs> uh, you should take Braden for a night and just see how he goes in a dirt car because he burns so much more fuel than everyone else in our thing. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, we did the 12-hour and I did the calculations for our last pit stop. We had to do a splash and dash and we got to turn two after the race and that's where yeah. it stopped. Yeah, right. So... That, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. It was scary, though. We are counting down these numbers going... Yeah, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. Oh no, oh no. And then we couldn't do the jump after twelve hours of racing. That was the big, yeah. big letdown for everyone. We literally couldn't get there. So. Yeah, I know. Um, I've been um, doing the. I forgot what league's called. Um, on Monday nights there's a GTE series, and it's like a fifty-minute race, and you know there's a pit stop you got to do, and I don't know how much, you know, what the fuel burn is because I just jump in and race. So I just like just guess the random amount and I end up having like 20 litres too much at the end. So that's probably why I'm so slow. But um, yeah, I haven't had to do a pit stop or anything in the Porsche or V8 in the Scops yet because I'm only split two. So don't have to do the long races okay. yet. But once we get to that, then I'll probably have to, you know, step up my game and get some proper telemetry and stuff going. So I know how much I need for pit stops and stuff like that. Yeah, that's no, good fun. That's the part I enjoy the most, so. I can't drive fast, so hopefully I'll use my tactics to, to keep up with these faster guys that are around me. So that's what we go for. Anyway, Brady, I look, it's already been an hour and ten minutes. I've kept you for a little bit too long. No, that's okay. I've, been, you, I, I've lost track of Dom, to be honest, so don't stress at all. <laughs> that's okay, but the problem is we're going to talk about everything. This is going to be a two-and-a-half-hour podcast, <laughs> and I apologise, everyone. Um, yeah, but it's been such... Great fun talking to you, Brady. So many good stories. So much. I, I still have questions for you. We need to get you back on when ODSE comes back, uh, just so we can have a bit of an update of what's happening and where it's where it's going. So yeah, sounds good. Um, thank you so much for your time, mate. Is there anyone you want to shout out? Any places you want to promote uh, of yours before we let you go? Not really. No, to be honest, I <laughs> don't don't really have much going on at the moment. Definitely not Tim Ryan. <laughs> no, don't not Tim Ryan. No, not Tim Ryan. <laughs> Old one old one arm bandit we'll call him. Um, no, actually I will we've um so the Salem Motorsport real life team is who I work for in the real life. Um, I'm a crew guy for them. Um, Miku drives is one of my best mates. And um, we started a sim team when the COVID thing was happening because he wasn't racing in real life, so um we decided to do the sim team. We had 
we've got four drivers um and then a couple of weeks ago we decided we wanted like to do something new start something fresh so we've kicked off a new team we haven't announced anything yet we still making liveries and deciding what the cars look like yet um but yeah share to the boys at high octane sim sport um we'll have fresh liveries for the scops around uh next weekend actually portion supercars so there'll be a few of us there to do that so um we do love yeah, a good exclusive on, so yeah, bring them that. over to... so yeah we um when you bring when you bring them over to aussie car don't use pink or blue <laughs> yeah. okay pink or blue no colors. we're not we're like gray and black <laughs> mainly so we're all good i actually i actually yeah, painted a cool, cool. uh, uh skippy to hopefully run tomorrow but um after save ah. for, after, save for a couple Would weeks you... now We'll just put you in under my account, and you can just race for me. That's all right. Sounds good. No one will notice. Sounds good. We'll, <laughs> we'll, good. we'll both, we'll we'll both be at the back anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> no, not as far back as me. Anyway, thank you, Brady, for your time, mate. Uh, it's been an absolute blast. Uh, we will catch you another time soon. Uh, and hold on, Brady. Braden's got one more question for you. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, who do you want to see on the show? Who do we need to hit up next to come join us? Oh, oh, um... Oh, I don't know. I reckon someone like Jay from SimSeed would actually be pretty good. I reckon he'd have a few good stories to tell. Never heard of him. Sorry. <laughs> her? her? Never heard of player. her? <laughs> yeah, never heard of her. Sorry. <laughs> no, I almost went there. I just I, I pulled it back a little bit. Uh, no, too big I, I reckon he's been around and he's seen a lot. I reckon he'd be a good person to have on. Yeah, he's definitely on the list. He's, in the he's works. definitely on the list. Yes. <laughs> someone, someone like him, I think, would be pretty good. I was going to say Tim Ryan, but he doesn't need a pump up as it is. Tim <laughs> who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't race road tracks. No. Ah, it's all, he, probably, he probably wouldn't smash us all, but anyway. <laughs> thank you for your time. We will hopefully see you back in uh, in all kinds of stuff very soon and till next week and we'll get back on the rest of the show. See you later. Bye. So, Brayden, what a story that was. Um, are you a bigger Dirt fan now than you were before that? Yeah, it's definitely uh, something I'm going to have to try and spend some more time or find some time rather um, to get myself into a bit. There's definitely a lot, a lot going on. Well, there's not a lot going on, unfortunately, at the moment. But uh, definitely a lot to learn. And hopefully, when ODSC gets back up again um, and we can have Brady back on, uh, there'll be a few more events that uh, maybe we can send some locked on cars into. Yes, definitely. Very keen. Very keen for some dirt stuff. Um, but let's get into where he, where we'll see him next, which is his Aussie car. We've got the results from the Super Speedway night, which was a success. Yeah, I believe everyone, everyone sort of was happy with it. There's there's a few people who've gone from here and now racing actual oval series already. Uh, so you'll hear some results later in Anne's car, where a few of the Aussie car boys have come over there and uh, taken on the greats over there and done really well. Yes. Um, but 120 laps. Well, around USA Speedway and. No cautions. Yeah, well, before we got to that, we obviously had no qualifying this week for the first time. Yeah, had heat racing. Ever. So we had some heat racing. So it was not only an oval, it was an oval speedway night. Um, but yeah, so we got split up randomly into two separate heats. Um, I believe we were and on... you went heat two and I went heat one. No, incorrect. We were both heat one. 
Oh, I think. I can't remember. Oh, wait, I no, no, no. Uh, I don't even know now. It's got your name on here in Heat 1, so I'm assuming you're in Heat 1 with me. Yeah, I was in Heat 1. <laughs> so we both ended up in Heat 1 together. I know I was separated from... <laughs> That's how from... long ago it was. Oh, feels like it. I know I was separated from uh, Matthew because he spent some time spotting for me. Yes. Um, so that means it was me, um, me, you, and n- Vic. And no, no Nathan, I, I think. I think it was Nathan in with us. Yeah, okay. Because James, Tim, and Josh. No, uh, definitely Josh... James and Tim because they were actually doing spotting for, for us. Yeah, Josh was, was in the, with me as well. So I actually started 13th and Josh uh, started 14th in, in that one. So it was kind of sucky. We kind of got put right at the back of the field. Uh, 14 cars, I think, were in, the, in the, that split. Um, Don't worry, I cleared the way for you, mate. (laughs) And um, it started off not too bad. Uh, I got up pretty close to the front and then had, I think, a bit of a moment myself at some point um, and then actually managed to fight my way back up to fourth. So finished the the heat in fourth, which gave us a sort of decent starting spot for the the main race. Uh, Daniel Hedeshide took out our heat uh, from Jacob and then Ira getting himself on the podium for, for the first heat. Um, you ended up. Where did you end up, Pete? Ninth. I what, it. what happened? So I, I, lap five. So lap seven was my weakness going in. I, I was all worried about that. But lap five, I was battling with Ira, mm. and I think I had, I had someone on my outside. I, I want to say Sean Doyle, but it was one of those white knuckle cars or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, it could have even been. Yeah, it was. I had one. It was three wide going into a corner, and I had. Tim, I'm pretty sure it was, yelling out, spotting to me. I'm like, mate, this is going to be tight. Tell me when I'm clear high. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going along with Ira, going along with Ira. And then he's gone, he just said, clear high. And I've just dropped out in front of the guy behind. And I've, so I started behind Ira into the corner, got alongside him, dropped up in front of the guy who was on the outside and made this massive move to overtake two people through the middle. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing. That's the best thing. Clip that, everything like that. And then the next corner I went in just too hot. Yep. Was was so pumped up, too hot. Put it sideways, took out a car with me and then got a meatball and had to come into the pit, uh... got a quick repair and come back out. So I was ahead of Ira, so I technically could have podium that. Yeah, but nice. um, yeah, unfortunately, it just got, got a bit hot-headed and that was the end of me. Yeah. So. So then Heat 2 obviously featured a few of the other drivers. Uh, Donald uh, Sabinal absolutely destroyed that heat. It was only, what, 7, 12 laps, that heat, I think, the heats. Yeah, 12 laps. He won it by about 3 or 4 seconds. Um, He basically drove away from him at the start, which will be... We'll talk about his race. We'll talk about that. Or their lack of in a second, which makes it even more sad. But yeah, led start to finish. Um, Unfortunately, not great for the Locked On boys in that race. Um... Except for math. Oh, actually, no, that's not true. I forget there's so many of us now. <laughs> that yes, that's it. it wasn't great for Vic and Tim, but it was actually quite good for no. uh, Chasty. They have a drink. Um, and Mitesy as well. So uh, <laughs> Donald took that one from Scott. Um, and then Chasty got third and Matthew got fourth. Now, I spent the first probably five laps of this race spotting for Matthew before realizing I was 30 seconds behind him. So, so, <laughs> so for him to manage a fourth with me telling him things that were not actually happening uh, is actually pretty impressive. So well done, Matthew. Good job on putting up with me being an absolute peanut. Um, but yeah, so uh, Alex McKellar started 14th in that one and fought his way up to sixth and um, had a chat 
in the Discord um, just about you know the idea of heat racing and and with championships on the line for it to to be um, in a in random. a yeah random in in that championship round sort of what effect that could have and you know nothing not complaining or anything like that he was very clear on the fact that he made some mistakes over the course of the night that were, were more effective. Um, than than the random qualify uh, the random heats. But... I do like the fact that he admitted that he went into the pits with nothing selected, yeah. and this is what I did a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, so uh, it's it, the the big guys do it as well. Actually. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it was just interesting to to see his yeah. point of view. Um, and look, Iris did come in and talk to us, and, and and the first thing he said was, "I don't think the heats worked." Yeah, uh, or they worked, but I don't think he'd go ahead doing it. Yeah, again, especially the random stuff. So we, he was definitely talking about you know ten, fifteen minute open qualifying. Yeah, which is what I prefer for over where you get everyone on the track, you do your runs, you get yourself warmed up. Yeah, and then you go sometimes even work as a team and do your runs and get your times. Yeah, that way. So so yeah, so then we headed on to the the big hundred and twenty five lap feature race, um, which I I won't lie, I oh, it was one hundred and twenty laps. I think I won't yeah, I, I won't lie, I was panicking big time. I first of all, I did not know how <laughs> I was going to survive uh, having my foot basically using my right foot only for 120 50 minutes straight of racing from the testing that we'd done throughout the week my right shoulder just after any amount of time driving around that oval was just completely destroyed so i, I genuinely thought i was not going to survive that race in terms of having yeah. some kind of cramp some kind of just not being able to finish the race not due to crashing partly due to crashing but more likely <laughs> but more likely not just not being able to finish so i was actually pretty impressed that i managed to get through it yeah look i i'd done enough practice i knew i had a car that was fast and i knew that i had the strategy that was right and all i was worried about was that first seven to twelve laps and um the, after spinning in the heat that like I said, that did my head in the most because then it confirmed to myself that I had to be careful. I found myself on the outside for the first 12 laps, which meant there was marbles. It was definitely not... It was more slippery up there than ever before and I just felt myself going backwards from the start. Um, Once I hit that 12-lap mark and the car felt good and I could get onto the line and actually get down um, rather than being stuck out wide, I all of a sudden left the people behind me i started overtaking people and kept up but by that stage it was the leaders were like 11 seconds behind from lapping me yeah so all the damage was done in that first 12 laps for me and i thought oh that's, look it's fine the strategy was there'll be a caution i'll get that time back <laughs> and there just wasn't <laughs> wasn't every time i'm like there's a car spinning sweet here it comes no yeah and i mean it oh, credit fuck. credit to the driving to send, yeah. what was it in the end, 30, 28 skippies around um, for 120 laps around a short oval and to not have one caution was pretty impressive. Um, my race sort of started really well. So I started from seventh um, from the the qualifying. Um, well, not Can we the just go race. to the fact that you need to buy a lottery ticket after that race? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll talk about that. So... It started well. Um, I got into a pretty good groove, sort of, uh, pretty pretty quickly, and 
the leading sort of pack dropped us and I was sort of in a bit of a battle pack. I can't remember exactly who was in there. I think Matthew was with us. Um, and obviously I know Sean was in us and were with us. And I didn't really notice it until halfway sort of through the race. And then it was pointed out by the commentators that I took a really different line to a lot of people. Mm. Um, I turned in a, a lot later uh, than most and sort of, I guess, maybe got my, most of my speed on the exit of the turns, whereas others were probably turning in um, a little bit earlier, carrying more speed into the turn and maybe not getting quite the run out. But that kind of spelled danger when I was alongside people, which I, I just genuinely didn't even notice that I was doing that. It was just the line I'd practiced. It was the line I was taking. Yeah. And so Sean and I were basically side by side and I turned in a little bit later. He turned in a little bit earlier and we made some contact and... Unf- Lucky wheel-to-wheel contact. Yeah. All things, so. And Sean got obviously the worst the worst part of it. I, I spun and sort of came down towards the apron but managed to hold on. Um, and that, thankfully, I'd done that about 85 times in practice so I'd become pretty adept <laughs> at uh, how the car felt when it yeah, was sort of sliding that, down that the track. Yeah, I love when it's like, oh, I practiced for that. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that looked good. Yeah, so I managed to survive that. I dropped a whole heap of positions. I think I ended up back sort of 14th, 15th sort of section um, and then was fighting with some people in that group. Uh, it was about a group of seven and we had some really good racing. Uh, made a pit stop, filled up with fuel, um, came back out and was having a bit of a battle with, I think it was Jacob. Or it might have been... Might have been before the pit yeah, stop, but Jake. I was having a battle with Jacob and, and the same thing happened. We were just next to each other, but this time I was even further up and he sort of turned down on me because not in terms of trying to chop my nose off or anything like that, just taking his normal line. And I just turned in that fraction of a second later, um, taking my normal line and we literally went wheel to wheel um, and Jacob had a bit of a spin. And again, I sort of slid and made my way down the track, didn't get anyone and dropped back a few places but survived um, and just sort of started to put in the laps again um, and had a really good pit stop the first time. I actually made up a whole heap of places because um, I noticed once I got back in that pack that I could basically lift almost all the way through both cord- yeah. uh, corners and I think I managed to stay out a few laps longer than people and made up a lot of time in the pits. And then sort of midway yeah. through, the, well, towards the end of the race, I noticed Chast... How's fuel saving from Braden? I know. Jesus. It's unbelievable. It's something I might have to look into a little bit more. Maybe it can help me out. <laughs> uh, That's it. But I saw Chasty jump in the pits and it sort of sparked my attention like, oh, I could probably get home from here. Uh, so went around a couple more laps just while I was doing the calculations in my head of how much fuel I'd need to take on and jumped in the pits. Just, just, just so we're aware, that name on the letter say... Um, started conking out just after the start finish line <laughs> and he did some saving he actually let uh i think it was alex mckell or alex, alex john, john one yeah. of the alexes yeah, alex john in front of him just because he was concerned because <laughs> we went full green he's like oh no there'll be a yellow we're right yeah like, oh shit so because i mentioned it i'm in chat i'm like oh there'll be a few people have to do splash and dashes and he's like yeah that one might have to be me <laughs> <laughs> so yeah don't don't listen to him next time don't go off that strategy but it worked yeah so him, i I guess I maybe did the maths a little bit better than maybe what he did <laughs> and um, quickly dived in the pits. And, and it, the problem was, and it's not something I really thought of at the time, the problem was it put me out a lap down on on the leaders. Yes. Um, so 
I just went full. I actually don't give a stuff that I'm on a lap down. And I was with Tim and Nathan and a couple others. And I just pushed past them effectively. I just, I, I was just hoping that they would understand that, yes, I'm showing up as a, a lapped car, but I'm actually already done my pit stop. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sort of managed to push my way through those guys and ended up on the back of um, Alex, John and Scott. Uh, for the last sort of 25 laps of the race-ish. And I know you were around that spot as well, unfortunately, actually a lap down. And Al- yeah. Alex John kind of drove away from us um, on his chase to catch up with Chastain. I think basically once Scott and I realized we're not catching Alex, we just basically fought for, for 20-odd laps and and had a really good battle. Um, I overtook him once and he got me back pretty quickly in about two or three laps. And that sort of stuck in my mind. Um that it would take him those two or three laps to get me if I managed to push past again. So I sort of sat behind him yeah. uh, right up until I think the last lap or the maybe the last half, second half of the last the second last lap and managed to pull a move on him, got a really good run, went up the inside, which I'd faked about 10 times before and <laughs> got up the inside of him and managed to hold him off. And he couldn't unfortunately get enough of the run, didn't, just didn't have enough time to make that place back. And it was funny after the race, he sort of said, oh, I didn't think you were going to actually go up the inside. And I was like, yes, that's exactly what I was hoping you would think. And it was nice to see <laughs> something it. like a move that was sort of planned yeah. for 15 odd laps actually come off, which was really kind of cool. But yeah, yeah, that's it. enough about me. Uh, so yeah, so it was, a, it was a night that could have been, I guess, um, going that, so I was about, what, 15 seconds down there, the start, and then... I just had a slow pit stop and I don't even know why. I went early because I was burning fuel because I was trying to catch... I was trying to get away from people behind and I only had... I had seven or eight seconds between me and the car in front. So it was a massive gap. So I had no one to help me. So I went in early, but I think... I'd been practicing going straight into the pit lane from the track. And just before the race, they said, oh, we're going to use the apron. You're going to have to go in before turn three and, and do it. So I just took that too cautiously, I think, and I lost a chunk of time there, which put me back. I came out and I was behind, just in front of Russell Clark. Yep. Russell Clark was leading at the time. Daniel Hedershard was just behind him. So I wasn't a lap down when I came out, but I was on slightly colder tyres, so Russell ducked past me. Uh, Daniel then came up behind me. I was sticking with Russell, which was, I'm like, hold on, here we go. And then Daniel snuck past me because I, d- I didn't want to obviously hold him up let them two go through so I, I went high let him go through low and um and then just sat behind them and all of a sudden I was behind them and I wasn't going anywhere and I did probably about 25 laps behind them doing basically race pace with the leaders and thinking okay cool as soon as we get a yellow flag I'll get my lap back and I've got the pace I'll just you'll be able to go through and I knew how to overtake and i Back to your point about the turning in thing, that I'd done a lot of AI races, and the one thing I did do is I was high on that high outside like those other people were with you, and I definitely left myself go high around the outside and almost did the high line like mm. in a dirt track where I went sideways around just so I didn't do that turning down because I was very aware of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's what practice helped me out if I had been in that situation. But um, the AI racing really helped for that. But yeah, so then I actually was in chat and I said, I can get home from here. This is the time to pit if you want to 
get in and the person who I'm not allowed to name said, oh, yeah, good idea. Let's, I can do that. Sweet. He went in, but I'm like, I'm la- I'm lapping at race pace mm. with the leaders. And I was fuel saving as well because I was lifting way before Daniel was, mm. was going into the corner. And I'm like, oh, I'm saving fuel. I'm going with pace and I'd really need the yellow flag. Like, no point pinning under green if I'm not going to get my, my lap back as the yellow flag come out. So I just went as long as I could. Russell went in, Daniel stayed out, and I'm like, cool, stay with Daniel. Then uh, Jeremy come out of the pits and basically put himself between me and Daniel. And I'm like, fuck. And then me and Jeremy were fighting for position because mm. he was cold. And then we just let Daniel get, get away from us. And I'm like, well, no point now. I've, I may as well come in because I lost all that advantage. And um, once again, slow pit stop put me out behind you guys. Mm. And I watched the fight between you and um, Scott the whole way and, had, and then I'm staying with you and I'm lifting as well I'm like it's fine I'm like it's I'm, I'm I've got all the pace in the world and then you got up to Scott Harvey and I'm like you guys when you guys sneak through <laughs> I'm gonna sneak through here. it was a very ninja move you, <laughs> yeah and then he's like he's over the comms where the hell did you come from Wilco? And I'm like yeah surprise <laughs> so I got that position back but then he fought with me the same way like that was the problem we had three laps to go so he could then line up and move I made a mistake and went a little bit too hot in and lost it, so he got the momentum and got past me, and I half a car length, three quarters of a car length off um, dragging him when I finally got the move back. But yeah, fourteenth is a good result in the field we had, yep. and without the the problem was like yeah, no safety car. Safety car would have helped me out. I could have got yeah. top ten. I should have got top ten with the speed I had. Yep. But we'll learn. We'll move on. So yeah, and uh, hopefully next week's bigger and better. So that's way too long. We're talking about Aussie <laughs> cars. Know. The, the uh, official results ended up being Daniel Hedescheid breaking through for his first Skip Barber Aussie car win. So congratulations to him. Uh, pretty flawless race, to be honest, and had a really good battle with Russell for second place. So it was good to see Russell up there. And if, you've, uh, as, if you've followed the Anscar stuff, you know he is quite good on the ovals yeah. considering he jumped into that and got top five straight away. That's so. right. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was nice to see Russell uh, up there for a second. I know he's had a few few rough races recently and officials and things like that so it was good to see him um get a good result and then alex john who started 27th because he missed the heat race uh got third so <laughs> up 24 spots which was a massive drive yeah, so bastard chastity fourth uh myself fifth uh, scott barton six alex mckellar uh, up from 12th to 7th ira felberg another top 10 for him uh unfortunately started fifth though um and finished eighth uh, Nathan Verney, which was nice to see him back in Welcome the in back. the rig, getting himself a top ten, yeah. uh, and then Tim yeah, yeah. Tim Cornt rounding out the top ten, starting twenty fourth and moving his way up to ten. So is that four locked on cars in the top ten? That is four locked on cars inside the top ten. You are absolutely correct. And to be fair, it's also three one eleven cars in the top ten as well. So <laughs> seven of the top ten cars were either one eleven or. Uh, <laughs> Locked on. And then the rest cars. were green. <laughs> they were Milo <laughs> and um, <laughs> Milo split. and two top splits. So, uh, yeah, well done, pretty all. crazy. Uh, so, yeah, some big movers, obviously, was Alex uh, coming up from 27th to 3rd and uh, Tim 24th up to uh, 10th was a pretty big showing and Dennis Hancock 22nd I- up to 12th as well. And I think the biggest loser, obviously, we touched on it before, was Donald. Oh, uh, yeah, we didn't Savinal. even say about that. So, yeah, jumped. Unfortunately, not quite understanding um, 
oval rule racing and sort of wasn't there for the briefing, I guess. Uh, Ira made the briefing five minutes before the heat started it or race started or something rather and might have been away from the computer. But yeah, Pascal went down. He was in second place and, and jumped. Um, got a huge lead and then um, had the, didn't wait for Daniel to, to make the jump. So technically got a black flag um, and then sort of questioned it. Had five laps to to serve the penalty uh, by the time that's only two and a half minutes uh, before he realised he'd actually gone the he he came in on the fifth lap to serve it yeah but crossed but the his pit bay line. was after the start finish yeah. line so he technically went on to his sixth lap before he technically served it so he got disqualified yeah. which is so unfortunate and he had really um, good pace obviously winning the heat pretty convincingly oh, as well yes. so it was definitely a shame to see that happen to uh, to Donald yeah. but that that is racing. That is it. So that leaves us with season overall. Yeah, championship points. Is, uh, go for so it. So championship points now. See, James or sorry, Alex John uh, still on top. Uh, but we've now got uh, Chasty splitting the two Alexes in second place. So we've now got a locked on car up in second spot. Uh, what are we? Yeah, Nineteen so points behind at the moment. Uh, Alex McKellar yep. third. Scott Barton continues his really wonderful season uh, in fourth, and Daniel Hedershard in fifth. Uh, Clark. Myself, Mites, Doyle, and Felberg round out the top 10 uh, for that. So, Pete, you're sitting in 15th. Yeah, I've jumped up to 15th. So, after the bad, terrible start, um, that's better. Um, ahead of Vic, that's the main thing. So, holding holding <laughs> that down. And then the team, which I'm pretty happy with. The team points, Top Suit Racing continue their domination at the top. Uh, 743, 111 Esports, which uh, is Hedershard and Scott Barton. Don't know if that was always the case. I think there might have been a little bit of a change there. Uh, up into yeah. second with 707. Uh, we can't talk. We did also make a change, but it wasn't a it wasn't as nice a change <laughs> as as we did. No, um, or that we we didn't get as nice. A change. Ira definitely yeah, definitely used to be in that. Team. I believe so. <laughs> and then uh, locked on iRacing podcast. Uh, myself and Matthew have moved up into third now. So with a hot chasing Van Diemen racing on our heels. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah, we won't talk about where, where my team is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Locked On in third is really good to see. So that's Aussie Car Skip Barbers for this week. W- sticking with Oval, we're going to go to try something different for Anne's car this week. So we've got Carl Witte from uh, FGM Ecast Commentary Crew over there who does a fantastic job with the, all the Anne's car stuff. So he, he did a bit of a wrap-up for us, a quick three-minute... Uh, read of what happened in the in the Ants car and um, yeah definitely check that out and let us know what you think uh, we're hopefully going to get someone in actually chatting to him and discussing the results in the near future but he ha- offered to help helped up uh, help out with that so I needed all the help I can get this week uh, but I did watch Thunder Thunder was a really good race uh, so definitely if you get a chance go back and watch all three Thunder Cup and truck races um they were, they were good fun especially the trucks around watkins Glen, which i'm sure carl will tell you about but take it away carl
Hello everybody and welcome to the Anscar recap here on Locked On iRacing. I'm Carl Withy, uh, the sort of voice of Anscar, and I'm going to be going over some of the results that we saw in this past week. So we'll start off with the truck series from Watkins Glen, where we saw Ben Snell lead a dominating race from start to finish gaining pole and getting the win. Edward Foster managed to put in a valiant effort to keep Daniel Hedescheid behind him. A great battle between the two, with Foster finishing second, Hedescheid in third. Alex John, in his debut for the series, managed to get it in fourth at the end, with Hamish Cleland taking out the top five. We head to Thunder next with Xfinity, where Andrew Dyson would take pole position, dominating the race, leading 23 laps to take the victory. The battle was throughout the pack. Brenton Hobson doing a fantastic job to take home second, with Jason Hartigan returning to the series, season champion from last year, coming home in third. Michael Skurlock in fifth, with Edward Foster taking out fifth position. The championship in the Thunder series has heated up and is getting very close up the top with Hamish Gallagher remaining in the lead with Edward Foster just two points behind him. Joshua Carroll Walden in third, seven points back. Josh Micklemore in joint third as well with Brenton West now in fifth position, ten points behind the leader. It's getting very close for the Thunder series. We'll head to the Cup Series next, where the King of Kota was crowned. We saw Andrew Dyson leading his DPR car to another victory, with Philip Worley coming home second and Neil Pearson in third, with a DPR lockout for the top three positions. Michael Skurlock finishing fourth with Luke Traher fifth for Crank Esports. A great finish for DPR and for Crank Esports. Josh Micklemore retains the lead, although Michael Scurlock has eaten into it, just 12 points behind now. Neil Pearson sits in third, 46 points behind the leader. Jason Martin in fourth, 60 points down, with Danny G in fifth, 73 points down. The championship is heating up. Next time round for the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series, we will be heading to Charlotte. It's going to be an open setup race for Charlotte for the Cup Series. Going to make things very difficult for a lot of drivers out there. Things will change up quite a lot indeed. We're going to be heading to Gateway next Monday for the Anscar Truck Series. Fun little oval, well worth checking out if you can on FGM Ecars, Focus and Group Media, bringing you all of the Anscar action this season. Make sure to check us out. Thanks to Locked On Lads and Locked On iRacing for keeping you all up to date with the latest Anscar action. Okay, thanks for that, Carl. What? Uh, just, yeah, whatever, Ben Snell. We don't care. <laughs> You're fast. Just get over it. Move on. Um, no, thank you very much for that, Carl. It was awesome stuff. And go check out Anne's car on FGM Ecast whenever you can. We've got um, more content coming for that very, very soon. Uh, so, quickly, we haven't got an interview this week for Into Sim Esports Network Switch Up Series, uh, unfortunately, but. Uh, they went to Bathurst uh, with the Legends this week. So um, hopefully I saw Skurlock was leading that at some stage. Um, however, I haven't got the results for that. So we'll try and track them down by the end of the episode and uh, put them up. Uh, but we definitely got some stuff this week from the Gentleman Sim Racing Club. Um, so do you want to start with uh, the Legacy Texas Road Race? 
Um, yeah, can they round four? Can do so. The up and comers series, uh, round four, as you said, at the uh, Texas Road Course in the DW12. Uh, so first place. Uh, went to Declan Reinhardt, uh, second place Philip Clark, and third place Tony Roffey, uh, which leaves the standings looking like uh, Philip Clark in first, Luke Kimi in second, Chris Boudet or Bud <laughs> in third, uh, Tony Roffey, and then Vanessa Daly rounding out the top five for that series. Uh, and then you've got the Stone Cold V8 series there. Yes, I do, definitely. So... Uh, Stone Cold V8 Series top split. Uh, they went to Road Atlanta this week. Uh, the first in the first race went to Troy Cox. Second went to Rick. Uh, third went to David Kirby. Uh, in the second race, we had uh, Michael Dumbrell with the winning that one. Jackson Rihanna in second. Like Rihanna. And Matthew Dench. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, in third. So, well done, all involved in that one top 10 uh for the series so far is troy cox craig roffey david kirby paul wood rick uh sean linzel sebastian spicer brad double angus cook and uh matthew dench now am i right angus cook used to do aussie car with us uh there were so many coots and yeah. cooks and everything like that that I get confused. I don't think he did, but I think I always had the same thought when I saw that name as well. I know there was okay. a couple of... There was a coot and there was about 85 marshes and uh, 17 Russells. <laughs> and there, I think there's 85 marshes coming back again soon <laughs> Yeah, too. that's right. Uh, but anyway, all good. You, I'll leave you to do some, um, some GT3. We've got some... Pretty good drivers winning that one, so go for yeah, that. Yeah, so GT3 headed to Monza GP for round six. And a really, really fast guy called Shane Wallace uh, managed to get first place. Uh, second place was Maverick Benson. And third place was John Merritt for the sprint race. Uh, the feature then uh, also featured a very quick Shane Wallace. Uh, in first place, and second being Richard Mitchum, and third being Maverick Benson, uh, again getting another podium. This Shane Wallace, super fast. Yeah, check out his eye rating. He's um, (laughs) definitely something to behold. Uh, So the top 10 for that is Shane Wallace uh, leading the championship in first, Maverick Benson from John Merritt, Andre Youssef, Guy Leach rounding out the top five, and then Chris Whitaker, Brendan Whitaker, Richard Mitchum, Paul Wood, and Brock Kelly uh, round out your top 10 for that series. The Porsche Cup then headed to Hockenheim. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in that one, Matthew Dench again, we've ne- mentioned him before, came first in that race. Uh, Jacob Todd second, Andre Youssef uh, in third. So we've got Aaron Cooper still leading the championship there in first. Uh, Rick, I- I'm just going to say Rick from now on, if you know that that's who it is, is second. <laughs> Uh, Alex Spinozzi in third, uh, Lachlan Murphy in fourth, Sebastian Spicer again getting a mention in fifth, uh, Matthew Dench has jumped up to sixth there, Jaden Smith in seventh, Lachlan Loyla in eighth, uh, Jacob Todd in ninth, and Paul Wood rounding out the ten. So I'm just trying to drag up these results for Into Sim. I've had to actually go to the broadcast, so unofficial results. I've just had a look here for. 
the 30 odd laps around um, Mount Panorama um, for round four. Uh, Kadak Kinzon? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. I was that. just about to say, you're really regretting looking up these uh, standings all of a sudden. <laughs> I did, but he, he look, he, he was in charge all night. Um, I watched a little bit in the middle. He just had the pace in the Legends. Um, unfortunately, the, the field did end up fairly well spread out for most of the, the race, unfortunately, but took the race from Skurlock by five seconds. Uh, Jason Martin in third. Uh, Douglas, Dave Douglas, or oh, sorry, D- Dove Douglas, I think we've got to pronounce it after last week, or the week before, got got fourth. Um, and Micklemore in fifth. Uh, Lachlan, you got fourth got sixth and and yeah good good effort to everyone involved um unfortunately a few notable outs at the end of the field but yeah um, definitely was good what i watched unfortunately big track little cars big gaps um very little cars but but everyone raced really well so uh quickly we go on to the v8 um v8s on the ovals uh from sunday nights at uh, full throttle uh, so Darren McKenzie took out first in that, Reese May in second, uh, Kay Donnelly in third, Barry Neal in fourth, and Aaron Dillon in fifth. So some uh, fairly regular names there. Uh, shout out to Raymond Yeager, who got us onto this one as well. Um, he got a seventh for the night as well. So um, well done to everyone. And look, Justin Howe throws his name in there again, <laughs> gets tenth. Um, he's just everywhere, that man. I wish I had that much time in my life. Um Quick shout out to Full Throttle has got the next gen series uh, for the NASCARs. If you have got the next gen car cup cars uh, and you want to race them this year, uh, they are doing a series starting on the sixth of July. Uh, go check out uh, their Facebook page, uh, Full Throttle something something something. I'll have it linked on our Facebook page eventually. Anyway, um, Full Throttle Sim Racing Leagues. Uh, is what it is. Uh, starts on the 6th of July. They'll be heading to Atlanta Motor Speedway for 134 laps there. Uh, and then every week after that, the 13th is the next one, uh, New Hampshire, all the way through to the 21st of September, 12 race series. So check out that one. Uh, should be good. And then Sunday Night Lights. Good race, this. Went to Hockenheim. What's this? It's good race. Yeah, look, there's at Hockenheim, there's half a second with between the top three and then between fourth and basically 12th no 11th there's a second and a half it is nuts yeah it was so it was a really interesting race to watch um i i tuned in because uh one of the locked on uh boys made the top split which was really nice to see um, as well as a team milo car notable people who missed the top split for the second week in a row ben snell just missed out i believe uh josh uh was car 19 which kicked out um ben snell (laughs) which was uh pretty interesting to watch and listen to on streams uh and things and uh donald obviously made it in another aussie car racer which was really good but just just a stacked field uh yet again i believe the strength of field for for sunday night lights this week was 4800 (laughs) <laughs> so just a, a an wow. insanely quality field uh benny simonson took the win um it was just a bit of a class above um uh the rest of the field but it was it was close racing throughout with uh Gillian afray and naoya naoya nagai 
or as uh, the commentators on SNL, Nagai-san, uh, call him, uh, rounding out the podium. Uh, then you've got Pablo Espaz um, and Tapia Vico uh, rounding out the top five. Um, Joshua, unfortunately, qualified eighth, had a really good qualifying uh, time for car 19 in that field, but just kept getting pushed back further and further uh, throughout the race and ended up uh, finishing 12th, uh, just in front of uh, fellow Aussie car compatriot uh, Donald Sabinall in third. Uh, 13th, rather, yeah, sorry. Just 13th, yes. And just behind Brett McBurney as well, the other Aussie in the field. Yep. So um, 11th, 12th and 13th for the Aussies and then one last one down the bottom there for Sam at 17th. So, uh, yeah, check out twitch.tv slash topsplittv uh, if you're interested in watching that one. Every Sunday night, 9.15pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Best Skippy in the world. Best Skippy races in the world you're going to get. Best... Um, highest quality anyway absolutely uh that's all the results and leagues and stuff we want to talk about this week i've probably missed something if i have get us on contact us at lockedonlads.com uh hit messages on the facebook page locked on lads or hit us up in the discord lockedonlads.com slash discord to get your series covered in the results section uh we are looking for more people to sort of and we are going to be bringing a few more people into the hosting side of things and actually doing interviews with people in leagues to sort of uh, go through the results each week when we can. So keep an eye out for, for more things like that just to sort of ease the pressure on us doing a two-and-a-half-hour podcast each week now. <laughs> um, and, and if everyone... if Look, honestly, if anyone out there does want to help and you're still listening at the two-hour and ten-minute mark of this podcast, um, look, message me. Let us know. Uh, happy to get anyone to help us out uh, if you want. Uh, we've also hopefully got another little bonus series going up. If I can free myself up time-wise on this, I can work on this other bonus series and get a few more interviews to you guys in the future. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, let's quickly go into the rotate. No, we're not going to do the rotating <laughs> segment. That's what I want to get in this yeah. new series, that and the driver interview. So keep an eye out for it's that because we really do want to talk about this stuff. We just don't get it's to. It's funny. We talked about it for, what, two episodes and then put that on the back burner and here we are two months yeah. later. We haven't touched on it yet again. Uh, again. And we've got a whole heap of good topics. Like we just came up with another one during the week, like old school racing games that you, you love. And I just I, I could spend an hour sitting there talking amongst us um, about the games we used to love. So um, we will bring that to you soon. Like I said, we are just expanding in the background a little bit uh, to try and make things a little bit easier on us all. So keep an eye out for when all that happens. But Braden, mate, let's wrap this thing up. Mate, Where what have you got coming up and where can we find you? And how much practice have you put in for tomorrow night? <laughs> Not enough would be the answer to that. Um <laughs> Yeah, I still haven't driven the short track yet, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just had a quick look at the results from tonight's practice and I, I managed to sit myself about sixth or something in times, but I think I was half a second off whatever Alex McKellar put in. Um, but yeah, not enough. Uh, just Aussie car tomorrow night and I might try and... I haven't been streaming it because I've been too nervous to make bad mistakes so i probably won't stream it but i might stream it i don't know <laughs> and then um but I'll, if not i'll try and chuck up a, a stream on the weekend and have, have a few races i don't even know where skippies are this week do you know do you know where they are i don't gee i, I don't actually know don't know i know um oran parks no nah, we already had oran park that? 
Uh, oh, we did yeah. too. Uh, oh, Sonoma. That's right. We're at Sonoma, so the big. Oh, I'm not doing Sonoma. I refuse to do that track. I, I hate. I I hate everything. Uh, I enjoyed it last time we there. So yeah, I'll try and chuck up a stream. If you want to catch me, you can catch me at twitch.tv uh, slash the one d wade, or you can find me on Twitter. Um, probably whinging about my football team uh, at Braden Talks. And look, I'm hopefully going to get you to, once I get it all sorted out, we'll get some streams happening. So your Twitch stream will happen over there, but it'll also come on the Facebook page, Locked On Lads as well. Yeah, so, sounds good. Um, keep an eye out for, for that. We're also talking to Tim, uh, Tim Court from Locked On Lads Racing to hopefully do some stuff over there and a, a few other people as well just to help out. So I know the content's been light on Locked On Lads Facebook page this last couple of days. It's me, it's just personal stuff. I'll get back onto it soon and I'll hopefully work a few other people in the background to, to, to start doing some posts as well. Uh, just so when I've got a down point, I, it's not affecting the whole thing. So uh, keep an eye out there. We will get some stuff back up there soon. Um, as for me, look, Sonoma, I'm not racing officials. I haven't raced officials all season anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I'm just looking at Long Beach next week though. I'm pretty keen to do that but we'll see how we go but what i'm really working on as far as officials goes is that um oval license i want it to be a for next season so i just need to do three more oval races at some stage um and get that done so i'll keep an eye out for that if i stream them or or, or something uh record them we'll, we'll see what happens um but i'm also tentatively in the background looking at the truck series i know tim corn's pretty keen for it as well so we might have some locked on lads I locked on racing trucks in the Anscar truck series on a Monday night. I just got to sort of free up the time to be able to do that. Now we're back to ovals and not road tracks. I didn't want to come in and be my first <laughs> experience to be Watkins Glen and be the guy who spun on every corner, every <laughs> lap and took out the whole field. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But look, you can get all our stuff at Locked On Lads on Facebook. Uh, lockedonlads.com slash discord uh, is the place to get in and have a chat to us Lock, contact us at lockedonlads.com if you've got any uh, emails actually that you want to you know hit us up with uh, anything like that we are sort of tentatively looking at sponsors and stuff like that eventually down the track we've already got a couple people lined up so get in and and let us know if you, you know, if you are interested in helping out the podcast in that way and like I said, if you're just helping, you want to help out in any way, shape, or form, uh, lockedonlads.com slash discord. Hop in there and make your intentions known. Um, it would be really, really good. Um, and if you are looking at racing and you want to race for us, Locked On Racing in any other series, we've got plenty of liveries out there and we're looking to expand when you can. But uh, let us know what you're interested in and what we can do for you. Uh, but until next week... Thank you, everyone. We have got Aiden Schultz. It'll be a pre-recorded episode uh, interview again. Uh, we just need to work out the timing schedule, but we'll have Aiden Schultz from Into Sim Esports Network, uh, also uh, a prolific racer in um, many of the different ANSCAR series and races with Cranky Esports, I believe, <laughs> at the moment. So uh, look out for him on the on the podcast next week uh, and get your questions in now if you have anything for him. But until next week, thank you, everyone. And keep racing. Drive safe. Drive fast.